Hello and welcome to the Saddlecast on Sunday, the sixth of February, twenty twenty-two. I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today, six naked pigs. <laughs> uh, no, Zachary Burgess is here. Um, definitely zero naked pigs. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Rob again. Would that make each of us two pigs? Stack them on each other. I have the value of double swine. <laughs> Wait, but, okay, that means if there's six naked pigs, is that a pile of swine? Definitely a pile yeah, of swine. Yes. Pile of swine! I suppose two would be enough to be a pile. <laughs> to be a pile? <laughs> so could, is that three Pokemon total? Yeah, I guess so. But I mean, it could be one Pokemon, right? A pile of swine. Oh, it yes. could be six is it just, in a pile. But it's one just on top of another if it's just two. And does it have to be three to become a pile? Well, the swine... Is it like the, the, the cu- couple or more or several <laughs> kind of thing? The Pokemon it evolves from, swine of, so it, it's just a small one and it gets bigger. It's not like Magneton where you get three of them and they join together. Right, <laughs> right. exactly. You don't get two yeah. swine ofs that sit on top of each other and turn into a fire swine. Or Duck Trio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or Duck Trio. I mean, but they're not really Although I don't think pile that, formation. I don't think Duck Trio has ever specifically at any point in the Pokedex said that it is literally three Diglets. <laughs> Unlike Magnemite and Magneton where it literally is three Magnemites. Hmm. Was, that, I mean, how does that work with evolution for the Magna, Magnatron guys? Yeah, don't you have to have caught three of them? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it doesn't consider that in the game, of course. Of course not. But, I mean, they could have done that at yeah. some point once they started getting into, like, very specific evolutions. They probably, they probably should have. But then it'd be very easy. You wouldn't even need to level them up. You just need to catch three. three well, I mean, there could be a level condition as well. Yeah. Right. Where, like, the f- one, once one of them reaches a certain level, it pulls in the other two or whatever. Yeah, you have two. But can you, like, go, like, if all three of them were high, high-ish levels, when you, like, did they make, like, does that affect their stats? Do they well, yeah, that would, be, that would be the question. Would it transfer any stats at all, or would it just not bother and <laughs> just only count the main one because then that would make it slightly easier because then you could just catch two other garbage ones and not bother training them at all that's true and then the, it would the garbage, affect... oh you need the garbage pokemon now <laughs> well that just gets bigger when it evolves so i don't know if you need two of them <laughs> maybe but it still looks like one garbage bag so maybe maybe <laughs> not maybe just maybe feed it trash and then it gets bigger <laughs> Those banana skins. See, these are the things that Pokemon should have done. Yeah. Very specific. I mean, they did start doing very specific evolutions where, like, there's Pokemon where they where it's like you have to have a different Pokemon in your team, but it doesn't like absorb it. It just it just has to be there, like a catalyst. Yeah, like a catalyst. And then there's yeah. ones where it's like when it evolves, it turns into two Pokemon basically. So you have to have an empty slot in your team. <laughs> Interesting. Sorry to. <laughs> go on a tangent again but zach you you actually concentrated and actually did chemistry right at like a level i mean right? i guess do you, do you can you give me and explain it like i five of like how catalysts actually work oh, not really remember. i mean it's it's just do you actually know not well i think it's very dependent on like what type of reaction it's catalyzing because you've got like if it's using the surface of the catalyst to like hold the molecules in place basically right while they do okay. the reaction or if it's like 
the catalyst gets involved in the reaction at some point in the process. Right, so it like gets converted in, but some part of it converts back out again. So it's yeah, or, or like it's basically like becomes a placeholder atom in the structure that then comes out again at a different point in the reaction process. I see. So you end up not losing right. any catalyst as a result. Well, because that's what catalysts <laughs> yeah, are for. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, there. But I think surface reactions are way more common, where it's just like the shape of the things hold stuff together i see <laughs> long enough for them to react in a way that they wouldn't otherwise yeah or, or easier like it positions them essentially hmm. okay gets them in 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 the right place to do their thing do you know what if it's like that with the ones in the cars or whatever i don't know Can like I, it's definitely i mean i don't know what the exact reaction there is and it's distinctly possible that it might not actually be a catalyst at all because of brand the names, converter. but I think it, it is. Be. I think it is some kind of because what what are they actually for? They're for the nitrogen, right? It's nothing to do with the actual carbon dioxide. Or the nitrous, yeah. I suppose. But yeah, yeah, it's like you don't want the nitrogen to go out and turn into nitric acid. That's mm. why you have the catalytic converter, I think. Right, because presumably that's in a different state from like atmospheric nitrogen which is like 70 percent of the air anyway right yeah there's no I mean, danger of that suddenly turning it to acid i mean right? if it was just straight up nitrogen it'd be fine right yeah, yeah. Like, it's yeah. because it's it's nitrogen compounds and not actual right. nitrogen because if it's not okay. if it's regular nitrogen that's like triple bonded or whatever which is why it's so stable it's stable right but this stuff isn't yeah it'll probably night well like rob said it'll probably be nitrous it's nitrous oxide or something yeah like that. nitrogen oxygen compounds that will right. dissolve Makes easily sense. into into nitric acid so just with no data with no information but purely speculating does the catalytic converter hold it in place long enough so they can turn into stable nitrogen i assume it's totally different something else because i think if i remember vaguely the like catalytic converters are silver based and i think it's Mm. like it i think it must just allow the nitrogens to bond up into nitrogen nitrogen so it's like it holds the nitrogen, nitrogen, oxygen, and then gets rid of the oxygen and gets gets two oxygens and get two nitrogens and puts them together in the correct order instead of the bad order. <laughs> in the right order. <laughs> and the fact that it's silver-based is why people go around stealing like, them, nicking <laughs> them off every single car in the street and then driving off. So is there yeah. like an is there like the an anti-catalyst then? As in like like if if a catalyst aids a process, can you have something that effectively suppresses it? Well, I mean, lots of things do that, I guess. Like. Any reactions that rely on pH or whatever, you can fuck those up real easily by just putting a different pH in. It's part of the Robco's chemistry wing. Chemistry fuckers. <laughs> Anti-catalysts, when you really want to fuck things up, come to Robco. They'll be, rea- like, be reaction fuckers, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Robco's reaction fuckers. <laughs> Welcome to the chemfuck division of Robco. Actually, that's something else. <laughs> I don't want to know about that. Let's go back to Pokemon Evolution. I guess. Maybe it's the same thing. Maybe it is. Hey, we got into games pretty quick. <laughs> Accidentally. Yeah. Apparently. It's a podcast about video games. I don't know if we've said that tagline for a while. Like, it's a podcast of everything. Well, I guess it's because every time we've got to the point of really starting the podcast and moving out at random, we've instead been saying there's fuck all to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) It's 
video game still the best? It feels like an antiquated term, but well, it's the only yeah, the like, word, the word, overarching term. The word video is slightly odd, isn't it? Like Old really, fashioned, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. but but your video games is kind of the only catch-all term, isn't it? Because otherwise, yeah. you would say electronic games. Yeah, because if you say games, that yeah it could be anything. But, Board games. Yeah. It could be Carcassonne. Um, yeah. Not that we would bridge. Talk about that. Um, but. But, but if you say gaming, that's also <laughs> ambiguous, yeah. right? Because of gambling is is called gaming. Yeah, um, and I don't like that term. In no, the, even though it's super common now. Yeah, well, like especially in like job listings, right? Like I went through a oh, patch gaming. of having like a whole heap of like, um, hey, I've got a job for you, and it's in the gaming industry. And, like come into my LinkedIn box. Yeah, and it'd be like, ooh, let's have a look. Look at this. It's like. Oh no, no, you mean gambling. No, I want nothing to do with you. Go away. <laughs> They're like, come and work in Gibraltar. <laughs> uh, no thanks. I'm quite happy working with video in other stupid ways. That's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's stick with video games then, seeing as there's nothing better. Well, or at least tangential news related to video games in the news section, because <laughs> I wouldn't have said much of this news about games. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's around the it's around the games business. Yep, but not actually much about the games themselves. Is is are we the into news. news? Have we got no bullshit this week? I mean, we could talk oh, about. We, we just had some bullshit. bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it was terrible. Is there anything else going? Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, we could talk about. Hey, Zach and I watched the first two episodes of that. Their Cowboy Bebop. Ugh. Oh yeah, it's okay. That's I, what I, I thought. I don't, I don't really have a problem with it thus far. It's just, right. hey, they're changing stuff, because of course they are. And mm. it's like, I'm not sure those changes are for the best. So, you know, it falls into... So far, it's falling into the category that I, I, I anticipated, in that uh, it's not as good as the anime, because how could it be? But, yeah. But it's all right? It seems fine? I hear it gets worse as it goes on, though. Hmm. Like okay. the one person I know that's watched it, and who I think I think was the person I got into Cowboy Bebop in the first place. Um, uh, yeah, they 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 said it gets worse as it goes on, especially especially the yeah. relationship with Vicious and stuff like that, because they they focus on that a lot more here. Right, because it was yeah. I mean that's the big arc, but they're, they're, it's deliberately mysterious in the, and they don't focus on it on purpose. I feel like. Oh yeah, almost they, like almost like Spike himself doesn't focus on it on purpose. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> certain they spoil a couple of important points like super early on, like in the very first episode. There's just, well, there's just like this person is alive. You absolutely know they're alive, and it's like oh, okay. Oh, it's almost okay. as if they knew they were only going to make six episodes or whatever. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> It's a bit. It's a bit more than that. It's like eight or ten, isn't it, or something <laughs> yeah, that they've they've made. They were like, "We're going to get rid of all the free intrigue and skip straight to the main storyline." Man, I looked back into it, like why it got cancelled and all that stuff, and it's just like it got a smeg ton of views. Actually, it did did pretty damn well. It's just, but they were all hate wow. views. <laughs> yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. But it's that it's that Netflix balance of like, oh, that's not that's not enough views per dollar. Budget or something. It's like that's yes. that's what they were concerned about, but it's but it, it, it you know those weren't those weren't terrible numbers. Them's the breaks. Yeah. Boo. 
Don't boo it yet. I should wait until you've actually seen the whole thing to decide whether to boo it. <laughs> there are much worse TV shows that well, yeah. somehow, any, uh, somehow stay, keep going. Any not Boba Fett that's been on lately? Uh, no, I haven't. Well, I haven't even started on Boba Fett yet. Um, what, I do, what do you mean by not, not Boba po- Fett? Is it like well, really, is the this... episodes releasing slowly or something? No, no, it's like, I don't think this is a spoiler, but like, it's about Boba Fett until the fourth episode, and then it just turns into the Mandalorian again. <laughs> and it's like, Boba Fett's not even in this. Come back. Okay. So, yeah. So is it, yeah. Okay, again, not spoiling me too much, but is, it, is, is, is this basically Mandalorian season three? Yeah, okay. it's in, in, in guys, but he's, obviously he doesn't appear for the first, it's all, it's all Boba Fett for the first like four episodes or whatever. Cool. But yeah, it turns into Mandalorian season two and a half. God damn it. I should, uh, and, I should hurry up and start watching this then. Well, actually, or should, the, or should I? Is it better waiting that, like, for like all the episodes to come out? Because it's more uh, satisfying. Maybe. I mean, you might want to have to, to be honest, like, because this is the thing with this is like, they've got their Mandalorian and what's the other, I guess, like um, the equivalent in the Marvel stuff is, would have been, um, WandaVision. They've got basically or they've got Soldier a, or Hawkeye, I guess. Yeah, but what I mean is that like they've got their A tier TV series in that universe, which is like WandaVision, and then mm. they've got their like C tier, which is like Hawkeye. Not that it's bad necessarily, but it's like not. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like it's the B tier one, not as important. Uh, okay. And this is the same in Star Wars. The A tier one is Mandalorian, and now this Boba Fett one is like the B tier one. Um, and uh, yeah, it's like kind of boring, but then it just turns back into the eight one, like halfway through, <laughs> weirdly. Mm. And it's like if you were just watching Mandalorian, I don't know how it's even going to work because you can presumably there will be a Mandalorian season three, but you will have to have watched some this bit, the you know Boba Fett to understand what's going on because it just turns into the Mandalorian <laughs> in the middle. Mm. It's really weird. Interesting. Anyway. But not bad. I mean, it's like, I was like, this is getting bad. and This is getting potentially quite boring. And then it just turned back into the Mandalorian. I was like, this is awesome again. <laughs> yeah. Weird. 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 Want, Very weird. Want, so is, is the whole, it, they, them calling it that just a fake out, do you think, in a, in a weird way? That perhaps they, should have ju- they, perhaps they should have just done a reveal halfway through and just started going, like changing the theme tune to... Brr, 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 brr. Well, it's extremely weird because it has it, it has a new theme tune for the Boba Fett, mm. but then you get like an episode of The Mandalorian, but then the end credits theme is for some reason is the Boba Fett theme. It's like what? <laughs> <laughs> really weird. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, interesting. But Boba Fett just doesn't seem very Boba Fett like. Like, he doesn't seem like the same character as he is in Empire. He's too anti-hero like. I was. It would have been cool if they'd made a series about an actual villain like. A... I guess, yeah. But yeah, I suppose they can't really do that. It's too Disney. <laughs> it's too Disney. Got to be on and message. It ha- it's spawned a few memes as well, which I'm appreciating. But they're not prequel memes, so. Well, technically they are. <laughs> okay, I guess. They're not, though, are they? It, it depends how you define prequel. Well, I mean, prequel was always, always like, before the original three movies, right? Yeah, and this is after. Is it now? Yeah. I yeah. thought it was still in the gap. No, it's, no. it's after the original trilogy. No, the Mandalorian and this one are set after, but they're before the new ones disney trilogy yeah so it is still a prequel of a different three yeah it depends 
Because prequel just, memes were like, oh, we can we can do the Rogue One because it's a technically a prequel. Yeah, still that makes more sense. Uh, I still find yeah, slightly it's... weird because you know the Empire's still about and all that. I suppose what, in Mandalorian, well, they've been defeated, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's just slightly. I suppose they wouldn't have killed the entire Empire in that one battle on in in Ewok planet. <laughs> they probably would have killed like, quite a lot of them. Though. Yeah, <laughs> all of the people on that one big station. <laughs> That's true, and also the Super Star Destroyer as well. Let's not forget that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all those independent contractors. Yeah, <laughs> they knew what they were getting into. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, TV. That's TV. Sci-fi TV. And the Lord of the Rings thing is coming. They've released some posters. I watched the uh, the King's Man in film stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, the third Kingsman film. Uh-huh. It was actually surprisingly all right. Like, oh, really? You know, yeah. you know in the... In the it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a departure from, like, how the... Like, the first two films are... As as because uh, we we actually watched uh, Kingsman Golden Circle the other night as well because Gnome never saw that one, and um, which is the second one and it's just uh, that Gnome did sort of sort of say halfway through it's like this is terrible but I'm in- right. it's incredibly entertaining, <laughs> <laughs> right yeah, and it's like yeah I, can't, I have to agree it's 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 absurd and stupid but it is it's a whole lot of fun. Um, uh, whereas, like Kingsman takes changes the tone. It's like it's pretty self serious in a lot of ways, and it's um yeah. it's still dumb, but like yeah, the t- the tone is a little more. I mean, it plays with like <laughs> this is the real reason that World War One happened and things like that. <laughs> it's like it's it's a, it's a strange. This is uh, there's oh no this other thing pulling the strings, right? Conspiracy and stuff. Yeah. So it's it's pretty stupid in a lot of ways around that stuff, but um, but yeah, in in other places it's actually oddly, maybe poignant's not the right word. <laughs> well, probably not. No. <laughs> but yeah, oddly oddly serious. But it was all right. It was it was okay. It's got Voldemort in it, so you know. That that would definitely be the secret <laughs> pulling the strings. Right? It's like it crosses over into Harry Potter. Yeah, <laughs> the secret of World War, why, why World War One started was wizards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wizard did it. I mean, I always kind of wish that, that Harry Potter did a bit more of that. Honestly, like, well, it's like cause apparently they're, they're, they're operating so they're operating so close to the uh, to Muggle world. It's like surely there'd be more fallout from either side. But isn't that? I mean, I haven't seen any of the Fantastic Beast stuff, but it's set. That's prequel stuff, so it actually yeah. gets into like World War Two kind of territory. And yeah. It's like that kind yeah, of screws everything up because don't... wizards could easily stop that. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know because I only ever watched the first Beast. I haven't watched I haven't the, seen that. the follow-ups. But yeah, I'm not sure okay. it's hugely touched on in the in the first one. Not that I remember much of it. I mean, I haven't seen them at all, but I've heard that apparently like, the evil plan of the bad guy in the second one is to Grindel stop the Hull. Holocaust or something. Oh, great. <laughs> it's like, what? That doesn't make any sense. Wizard Hitler. Yeah. It's really weird. 
Can you hear a kettle boiling or something? Yes, yep. you can. Yes, you can. <laughs> Probably close this door, maybe. <laughs> yes. But that's going to require moving this mic and my chair. But that's why we have nice boom arms. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Right, let us return to the news, the video game news, since this is a podcast about video games. No. Or the video game industry news. Nothing to do with Industry news. Yes. Vaguely related. Wagwan. Right. uh, (laughs) Wagwan. Can Rob find his news page? What happens is my page has disappeared. Right, okay, acquisition time. As As if there weren't enough buying and selling happening in the last, well, year. Well, I mean, this is like obvious panic manoeuvre. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Like, after the frigging enormous buyout of Activision Blizzard by Microsoft, <laughs> Sony um, had a little moment and were like, uh, okay, um, uh, let's buy Bungie. Yeah, we want that Destiny, yo. Because who knows if they're actually working on anything apart from Destiny. I wouldn't have, no one's ever heard anything about no, that. No, I don't think... It's just expansions. As far as we know, there's... there's oh, I closed the door and now, of course, the cat is going to go and open the door. <laughs> The cat has opened the door. Because <laughs> that's what cats do. Uh, yeah, no, there's no, there's absolutely no indication that Bungie are working on anything else other than Destiny. I think they're pretty happy working on Destiny and still making more content for it and, mm-hmm. and messing with it. I, I, it's, um, I'm pretty sure like they're in a position where I don't... Like, kind of like how Microsoft sort of said, it's like, hey, Call of Duty is probably going to remain multi-platform. Like... I, it would be kind of madness for Sony to stop Destiny updates from coming oh, yeah, to all sure platforms at this work. point. I'm sure that will work fine on Xbox. And I mean, but Sony the... are already putting things on PC, aren't they? With what with God of War and stuff. <laughs> well, kind of, yeah. Are, yeah. Not yeah. as much as Microsoft, obviously. Actually, I don't know no. what the situation <laughs> is with like Destiny on PC, right? Because like, Destiny 2 was originally Activision published. So <laughs> it ended up in the Blizzard oh, install. Yeah. Uh, well, in the Battle.net or whatever the yeah. hell that thing is. Um, yeah, the Blizzard Hopefully that'll is... die, right, with Microsoft acquisition. <laughs> if yeah, it, yeah, if it didn't already die. No, but yeah, the, the, they actually renamed it back to the Battle.net, like, launcher, I think. Did they? I thought it was just called Blizzard, wasn't it, at one point? It was called Blizzard at one point, yeah. <laughs> but I think they went back to Battle.net. Ba- Battle.net was only meant to be for StarCraft. <laughs> yeah, but then all of Blizzard stuff ended up on Battle.net, like Overwatch released on Battle.net. But like that, that, that is the real question is like why why even bother buying Bungie if all they're doing is Destiny 2 and you're just going to let them continue putting Destiny 2 everywhere it already exists then what are you paying for? I mean <laughs> apart from I guess a share of the profits of Destiny 2 the, the sto- <laughs> You could argue maybe maybe a Bungie are in a position where they do need a bit of funding to, to you know a little bit of a the help from a from a publisher because after they split from Activision They've been mm. running totally solo, um, uh, and maybe that didn't necessarily work out as well. Because, like, Bungie actually have a bit of a history of this, right? It's like they they started making Halo, needed some more money. Microsoft bought them uh, to continue making Halo. They got bored of making Halo, so left Microsoft to to go do their own thing, right? Um, mm. And then needed money for Destiny, so so got in got in in uh, cahoots with Activision and then split off from Activision <laughs> and now they find themselves in a bit of a in a situation again um, so yeah I don't, I'm not sure this is 
out of form for Bungie's like behaviour. No, I mean, I, I mean, this is all fine. I mean, it's good that they get support and can. I mean, I don't know. Can you scale up? You know, their kind of talent to do more games than just Destiny. I don't know. Uh, uh, maybe. Maybe. I mean, maybe. You know, you sp- that'd be nice. Well, I mean, I don't know how studios normally do it, but you you can imagine that maybe they like carve their existing team in two, like one one half hmm. carries on working on Destiny and like rehires to keep to bolster that studio back up to up to full a full. <laughs> what do you call? It? Yeah, we need a collective noun for like a dev team, I guess. Like, I suppose it is a team, but like, yeah, you, you build that back up to a full complement, and. Uh, yeah, and the other half does the same and works on it whilst they're beginning work on a new project. Um, hmm. Yeah. Well, so... Then you, then you end up with two studios. All good. I mean, Sony buying Bungie for $3.6 billion is not equivalent to Microsoft buying Activision still a lot for of money. billion. It's still a lot of yeah, money for, for just Destiny, lot. if you think about it. Yeah, right? well, it's not even true. like Bethesda, which was twice the money, but way more stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's it's, true. It's an awful lot of money. It's quite a lot, I suppose. I'm pretty sure Disney bought Star Wars for just $1 billion, which seems bizarre, uh, but that was ages ago. Yeah, but still... Yeah, it's so yeah. You're right. What does Sony get out of it? They get a cut out of all of Des- all, all of Destiny numbers and whatever mm. game Bungie make next. Probably Destiny three. Mm. Um, yeah, you know they're within their rights to make it a Sony and you know PlayStation and PC only thing. Would be my and guess. And then they cut Xbox out of it. For that kind of genre of Destiny, then they, they, they are the main thing. Like, I thought Halo Infinite was going to be Destiny, but for Halo. Right, right but it very but much it isn't, yeah. Yeah, um, so I was completely wrong about that. There isn't really any... What is there any FPSs where you go raiding or whatever? Like Plant side too. Plant side, yeah. I mean... Uh, you could argue a lot of games are a little bit that way inclined, right? Like... I don't know. Even the co-op shooters like Deep Rock, I suppose, are yeah, kind of that way, but very light. Yeah, Borderlands. What's going on with? Uh, yeah, but the Borderlands kind of, but Borderlands is even more instanced in a way. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. But then, yeah, Destiny's pretty much that, isn't it? When I want you load into an area with your fire team, like, like it's not like it's an MMO at that point. It's like no. I suppose Des- Destiny's thing is that there are MMO-ish areas, right? Or that, at least there were. I don't know what the game's like these days. Yeah. But oh, right. And then there was that game that totally failed that I forgot the name of, where you fly around in an Iron Man suit. That that was trying to do it. Anthem. Right? Yeah. It? Anthem, e- e- yeah. EA and <laughs> yeah. Anthem. Bioware one. Yeah. That that was so forgettable that I forgot it. <laughs> It, it took me a few yeah. moments to remember it, yeah. and, I, and I played yeah. the damn beta for that game. <laughs> you played it, yeah. Right. So yeah, acquisitions. We're not done yet. There are companies still to buy, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> but not many, maybe. And then we back to the monopoly question. It's like, right. I mean, I guess we're not in a monopoly if like the big. Bah. Is three companies enough to be? Maybe. Like. Oh, oh, and is, well, while we're on this subject, Nintendo kind of explicitly got out there and said, 
We're not that interested in acquisitions. Well, of course not. Yeah. And the only, I mean, surely the only acquisition Nintendo would be interested in is actually buying the Pokemon company for real. Yeah, probably. <laughs> not just working well, with them. I'm not sure why they don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean... It would well, maybe the Pokemon company's worth more than Nintendo. Like, I would, yeah, not, I would not be surprised. Maybe just yeah. the game department. And could you do that? Do you think? Do you think you can buy only the game <laughs> wing of a company like that? What just by Game Freak? Yeah, I mean possibly, but who who actually owns? Uh, I mean, is Game Freak? I mean, Game Freak, I suppose, is the studio, but like, I think it's just called the Pokemon Company. Is the overarching? Yeah, is Game company. is Game Freak owned by the Pokemon Company? Yeah, I think so. Because I guess Game Freak originally owned the IP for Pokemon. Would be my guess. I guess, and then they once it got out of just games, they had they had to create a company to manage the whole thing. Yeah, the empire. A <laughs> hmm. Snorlax I mean, Emporium needs management. I thought that Activision Blizzard were like too big to get bought. So, and it, then they got bought anyway. So that I mean. My question is, is it possible that Rockstar could be bored? It seems unlikely, right, that they would do that. But, you know... I mean, that's happen. Take-Two, though. Yeah, Rockstar yeah, is, take, is owned take by Take-Two. Take-Two are enormous, but I don't think... I mean, at this point, like... Yeah, I don't I don't know that that's impossible anymore. Is Take-Two what? related in some way to Tencent, or is that... Probably. I don't, like, I don't remember why, where the Chinese arm comes in. I mean, Tencent have their fingers in pretty much everyone. Yeah. I, I mean, that's... that's the, oh, I haven't got my phone on me to look it up, but and I don't want cli- to make clicky-clacky noises on my clicky-clacky <laughs> keyboard true. on a podcast. Um, but uh, I would... Yeah, I think uh, Tencent tends to be a company that I, I, they, they have shares in, like, almost everyone. Yeah. Um, but they do have like actual. They're not just a share buying company. <laughs> there is an actual like company there as well. Oh yeah, they. I mean, I think they straight up own a few places themselves. Yes. But but even even the ones they have lots of shares in, they tend not to have a majority stake. They no. have like a forty nine percent stake in like a great many things. Well, obviously that's what you do yeah. if you want to potentially take them over at some point in the future. <laughs> yeah, buy that extra one or two percent. <laughs> They are shrewd. But I mean, next in line... I mean, there's NetEase as well. NetEase are getting big. And the Embracer group. (sighs) I mean, next in line to get bought is probably Ubisoft. (laughs) Right. Well, Ubisoft have battled that before, didn't they? Was it it Viacom? But now they had to work really hard to... I mean, like... The whole reason that Activision Blizzard... Well, not the whole reason. One of the reasons Activision Blizzard got bought is because they got in a shit ton of trouble recently that fucked up their share price uh-huh. and whatnot. And that, and that has already happened to Ubisoft. It's just no one's bought them yet. I, 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 I don't think it happened as bad <laughs> well, no. for Ubisoft, but they've... I think it only did... They, they, they've kind of rode it out. Well, now. the thing about the Ubisoft one is it sounds like that the situation was probably at least as bad in terms mm. of like what happened. Yeah. It's just there wasn't a lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> French government didn't care. So yeah, much, exactly. The the French didn't mind. Well, all the like, however many states of America it was that were actually investors in Activision Blizzard, they didn't. You know, they they got sued by the states, didn't they? Um, that were financially involved. No, I don't think that's like, really what. It was just California. <laughs> they, no, no, well, there were other like 
I'm pretty sure there were other like minor suings going on from other states. Well, it was California, and then it was the... California was mostly on the work practices, right? Not the financial side, though. Yeah, and, and then there was um, the E. I forget what the stupid acronym was. The other work place commission. That yeah, was the no, two main remember. lawsuits. Ah, but those are like that's the problem of government courts like settlements. Though they're like tiny in the grand scheme of the company. Well, yes. most, of, most of the time, the California one was the only one that had a mate, had a chance of doing some damage. Yeah, they probably wouldn't care all that much. But that didn't matter. That was that the actual monetary cost of those lawsuits wasn't the thing. Mm. It was the Kicking people out in reputation damage. Yeah. <sighs> they still didn't get Bobby, really. They still no. didn't get him. And they still didn't get what's-his-face from Ubisoft either. Eve's Gimo. Yeah. Isn't, isn't the thing with Eve's that he, like, much less so than Bobby, though, isn't Eve, like, not not necessarily involved, but he hasn't really done well, anything like about you to think it. So. Kind of <laughs> yeah, whereas, whereas it sounds like Bobby was a bit more directly well, I mean, involved. Maybe we would have found out more on, on the, in the Ubisoft side if there had been a trial and investigation. Quite probably, yeah. <laughs> it's easier to deny when you don't have to have court records. I, I don't think Ubisoft are getting bought, basically. I, th- I think Ubisoft have battled so hard mm. to stay away from anything like that. But that doesn't mean it's not impossible that someone else is going to try and do that in a hostile fashion again. Um, but I don't think they're going to agree to be bought. They just don't. It, they've never given that impression. But then I suppose neither did Activision. <laughs> like, isn't the story that like apparently like yeah. Activision actually crawled to Microsoft to say, "Please buy us." I don't know about that. Maybe. Acquisitions. Uh, let's talk NFTs. <laughs> talk about fucking NFTs and crypto again. Okay. Fun times. Not fucking tangible. That's <laughs> <laughs> what they should stand for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tell us about Atari, Zach. What's going on? <laughs> Well, I only remembered this one specifically because, I mean, obviously it's just a constant barrage of dumb bullshit that's happening in the world of NFTs and cryptocurrency at the moment, of God, course. It's such a disaster zone. But the Atari one I found particularly ridiculous when I heard about it because Atari, bearing in mind Atari is not actually like anything to do with Atari any longer. It's nope. just like a company that's called Atari. It's like a brand holding company, <laughs> effectively, isn't it? They just want to abuse the name in as many ways as they can. Yes. So what they've decided to do, which is possibly the most ridiculous thing you can possibly do with an NFT, is put NFTs into loot boxes. <laughs> right. Which you may notice completely negates the whole idea of NFTs being individual and unique, that they're making a randomised system to get loot boxes and the loot boxes have rarity. <laughs> and, like, that's... Those two things do not mesh. But the NF- I mean, you could get unique things out of those loot boxes still. Yes, but the NFTs themselves are always unique. That's the whole point of the NFT system. Sure. But so every individual one wait. is unique, and yet you're somehow going to randomise the loot boxes to have a rarity based on, I guess, what the NFT is attached to, not the NFT itself. The thing about... So the thing I've heard, like, like they, where they're trying... 
uh, they're effectively trying to make this idea of like tiers of rarity in NFTs is by like having using like you know like how like artists will put out like this is one of only 150 prints we're making of this or something and they'll like number them yeah um, and like serial code them so it'll be like ah this this NFT JPEG there'll only be 300 of these and it's like rather than just one there'll be like yeah, there'll be like 300 unique that's coded exactly the same thing it. though isn't it I mean kind of yeah. you're just saying you're just but because it's 300, 300 of the same thing even though they're all technically unique and like they're all technically well, that's, or I say they're going for the equivalent of a physical object, right? As I mean, that's what we're saying about the loot boxes, though, where it's just like you're already people have got like I don't know if it's misinterpreting or just don't can't manage to handle like actually use the actual idea of NFTs, but they're like already we're getting to the point where it's like no, we want the NFTs to be able to have a certain number of the same thing, even though the whole point of them is they're all meant to be unique. But we need to now now we're going to create another database layer that sits on top of the unique NFTs to give all of these unique NFTs an overarching identifier. <laughs> it's just like this is getting dumb already, real bad. Mm. I mean, I'm surprised it didn't start that way, honestly. <laughs> well, I mean, what did it really start as, though? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I get it. I actually kind of, like that. <laughs> I mean, I don't get NFTs uh, like at all, really. No, as, like, as a, but I can understand their thinking for this layer. I, I totally get it. It's like like you can have you can have rare like limited editions have a certain number that you can acquire, and like there are more limited things and therefore they are worth more i get the thinking behind that system get them out of our games though they make no sense like in this in this but then obviously also you know in no way requires nfts as always we've just talked about just do it with a bloody database and you know i'm sure like if it was a thing in a game someone will just hack it so they have the thing anyway you know, <laughs> it's, I mean, I, I think in the, in the case of these yeah. Atari loot boxes, they haven't even said what's actually going to be in the loot boxes. It's going to have an NFT attached to whatever's oh, in there. No. I mean, I mean, what, what even loot boxes for what? No, I think place? it's just. I think it's just. Is it like a loot crate kind of thing? Well, they, they call it. This is real bad, but I think they call it the gift, as in like GFT. Oh, <laughs> <Except> wow! <laughs> that's just their dumb marketing brand for it. That's a. You know what? Hats off. That's a pretty. That's a pretty inventive. Name. But I think they're implying it's just going to be more like a, I don't know, e card. Almost like you're going to send someone a gift that is this loot box this containing N- NFT, NFT of whatever bullshit Atari decides to attach an NFT to a JPEG of. So does that mean like you buy this? Okay. So there'll be like a limited number of loot boxes as well. Is that what they're trying to well, say? I don't know if they've said there's going to be a limited number, which is also another one of these things where so it's what just you like get that could be not unique at these loot boxes, right? Because if it's yeah. full of unique stuff, like so, and and those are the rare ones. It's like what, what's the non-unique element? Yeah, well, how, well, like what does rare even mean? What are the, what are the common drops? Like what are the percentages? <laughs> Because it's not like Atari have a game you can just get something for by getting like no. a, like like a random. This is an Atari loot box. But I mean, this, digital content. I mean, we've got to expect that it will be just like the Konami one, the Konami NFTs, right? Where it will just be like random JPEGs and video clips of Castlevania that they've attached an NFT mm. to, only it be Atari games. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. On that on that front, it's just yeah. If if there are non NFT elements, like I want to know what those are. 
There better not be credits for like the Atari VCS store or something. <laughs> I doubt it. Because <laughs> they have still got the Atari VCS. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> if anyone cares. No, nobody cares, but, no. they've, but they've got it. And then in, in not exactly related, but other dumb crypto news that I heard about this week, <laughs> Norton are putting a crypto miner inside Norton Antivirus. Oh, for fuck's sake. But like, not stealthily, just like as a feature. Oh, right. So it's like an opt-in. <laughs> yeah, you can just turn it on and have your computer mine crypto for you while, you're, while, the, while the antivirus runs in the background. Well, okay. Define the term... For you. Yeah. Well, apparently Norton takes 15% and then you oh, get whatever's uh, left. You know, you know what? That's less of a cut than I was expecting. Well, is it though? Because a lot of crypto mining software will be like 1%. Mm. I mean, if it somewhat smartly manages how much of your system resources it's Considering using, it's Norton, then, that seems unlikely. I mean, yes. <laughs> I, I remember, of course, it must have been like... I've only ever had Norton on a on a system once, and it was like super old. <laughs> like before I started having my own machines and things, it was on like a family computer when I was young. And uh, I just remember at the time, its um, its virus uh, quarantine section was quarantining uh, totally normal files, things that weren't bad. And it like I don't know what I don't know what it was doing, but like it ended up with gigs upon gigs upon gigs of like just this just just fail space basically. <laughs> like and it didn't clean up its own virus definitions after itself, so that added to the space as well. You would just get all this hus- historic unused crap. Like no one was a terrible piece of software back then. Yep. Like and it probably still is. Also, you don't need Norton. Like modern inbuilt virus checking in Windows and. And whatever it is you get on Mac, they're fine. They're fine. And you definitely don't need Norton anyway. <laughs> There's de- other better products, even if you want one of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really pay attention to virus land. I just know it causes headaches. But considering Norton, more than it helps. Considering Norton is taking fifteen percent, and obviously this is part of Norton's subscription service anyway. Chances are you're not even going to make any money at all considering you're paying for the electricity to run this mine and fucking up your graphics cards. You're definitely going to, yeah. <laughs> right. That is the biggest risk. Like, you're probably going to limit the lifespan of your card. Yeah, like, I wonder what is, like, is, is I wonder what the ratio actually is, right, now nowadays. Like, does the power cost... If you're a home... If you have a single PC at home, <laughs> does, the, does the cost of running it actually outweigh the amount you could make i would imagine so at this point it was barely even worthwhile at the start right because that's why it had to be scaled so big that's why you get warehouses full of graphics cards and every now yeah and every now and then they was it because has it i've forgotten how mining it used to be that you got a whole bitcoin right like you mined a whole bitcoin and it's like yeah but now it's like some uh, like it's still a percentage chance and now it's only like a fraction of one um but that's because of inflation, not really the well, and not, and not the mining process, and it, no, not the, nothing to do with the process at all. But it was yeah, it was to do with how Bitcoin grew, right? Yeah. You know how as it approaches its theoretical coin cap. Um, I say theoretical; it's like it's, it's part of its rules. Yeah, the closer you get to the coin cap, the uh, the amount you can mine starts decreasing as well, elongating the amount of time it will take to reach the coin cap. 
Because isn't it in a, in a warehouse you can cool them more efficiently in bulk, right, than just air cooling with the built-in fan? Oil dip. You know, <laughs> or whatever. You can, you can, you know, mechanically ventilate the, the warehouse. Sure. And I'm sure, um, I'm sure, like, industrial electricity rates are probably different as well. Yeah, yeah. Probably. You uh, Guys, you're cutting out a little bit. I, I might restart my router. Do you mind uh, covering <laughs> uh, okay. uh, with some news? I shall return. How much more news we got? Oh, we got a couple of bits. Okay, well, I suppose it's worth, while we're on the NFT train, we can just uh, mention a little bit that uh, EA, of all people you'd think would be all about this right now, of actually sort of backing away from this. Yeah, but in, like, a, in a PR statement kind of way, which is basically yeah, yeah. what everyone's doing right now. Kind of, yeah. Because the, the, the people who jumped on immediately were like, are all like Ubisoft and Square all hella enthusiastic, and then there's been massive backlash, so anyone who wasn't hella enthusiastic is like, well, we can still walk this back at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For the meantime, I mean, until it cools off. I mean, yeah, Ubisoft externally, no one sees the point uh, because they just, well, <laughs> for starters, they did it in the least interesting way, right? By putting it as like unique items in Ghost Recon Breakpoint, right? Wildlands. No, Wildlands was the one before Breakpoint. Yeah, but didn't they do it in that as well? Mm. Or that first? Or at the same time? <laughs> no, I, I I thought it was only Breakpoint, but yeah. One, of, one or two of them. Yeah, one of those. Um yeah, and they did it in the least interesting way possible. And it's like, well, okay, A, nobody cares. B, as we mentioned before, you don't need NFTs to do this kind you of stuff. You say it was the least interesting um, way possible, but arguably that Ubisoft implementation is, has actually been the best so far out of all the game companies that have tried it. I, I, I mean, it's the most <laughs> obvious implementation, I guess. They're not trying to sell gameplay footage of Castlevania or anything. No. Wasn't it weird? I suppose the weird thing about yeah, I suppose it was an actual in-game item, and you could argue, yeah, on, on that front, yeah, it's the most sensible solution, I guess, uh, the most obvious thing that game companies could do. Um, but it wasn't like the way they dished those out kind of weird. Like you didn't outright buy them; you like could earn them as drops if you played Breakpoint during a certain time period. Wow. So they were kind of like loot boxes, and how you got them. That could have also just been a sort of a beta testing way of distributing them i guess yeah probably reward people for playing during this testing phase <laughs> yeah go, go play some breakpoint i guess <laughs> yeah exactly uh yeah although yeah it's been reported that ubisoft has a lot of internal resistance against that as well for i guess precisely the reasons we just mentioned it's like nobody nobody really gets it like what's the point like you can do it without NFTs. To the point that Ubisoft had to fight back. Like, or I say had to, but like one of their... They put out a post saying, people just don't get it, man. NFTs, like, users just don't understand. Like, they haven't... Just give it time. Give it time. You'll see. You'll see. I mean, that's what everyone's saying about them at this point. <laughs> to which point I say, and we don't understand because there's nothing to understand. They're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah EA possibly once once voted the worst place in America to work I don't think that's changed I mean truly Activision should be should be ahead of them now <laughs> <laughs> well um, we don't actually know what's going on at EA <laughs> EA hasn't had even an Ubisoft level investigation yet they have not no. that's true 
Um, yeah. So for some reason, it, they did say early on, it's like, yeah, we're looking into NFT stuff, and now they've publicly come out and said, yeah, we're probably not going to do that. So get ready for them to announce some NFT bullshit at E3 on stage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bad. Getting uh, talking about impending doom. Slight segue. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna. I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I thought you disappeared and came back already. All right. Bye, Dad. Um, Wordle got bought. Well, yes, obviously. By the New York Times. Um, for a... Uh, I think the quote was a low seven-figure sum. So, you know, James Wardle has made at least a mil. <laughs> well done, James. Um but the like, I couldn't help but like read the like the follow-on reaction to this to be like, oh, I can't wait to look forward to the number of ads I'll have to swipe around to get to the actual keyboard to input my words, and the number of cookie warnings I'll need to dismiss. And, well, I mean, and the subscription I'll have to pay. Yeah, I mean, that's just, uh, presuming it's going to integrate into the shitty New York Times websites. Yeah, yeah, and like. News websites are like kind of the worst. Yep, they're all subscription and cookies. And just fill, <laughs> they're and just, just made of subscription and cookies. Filled with pop ups and ads and videos, and they're just the absolute worst to use. And, uh, and you know, no one's going to care about Wordle in about a month. <laughs> and there's so many clones of it anyway that you can just play whatever the fuck version of it you want. It's kind, it's kind of odd, isn't it? Like the timing of Wordle's like explosion, because that thing's been around for about. I mean, it's, like, it's like, just like, mastermind, except with letters. Except with letters, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, not like, it's, it's exactly that. It's yeah. not a new concept it's, in any way. It's not, but it's. Um, I guess the implementation is quite. Is just easy, right? Everyone, you don't even need to download an app for it. If you download an app, you've got the wrong one. Um, yeah, it's just easy for everyone to access. And it sparked something. But yeah, that thing's been around for like nine months already. It just only feels like it blew up, like, within the last two, maybe. <laughs> yep. Wordle. Well, and I suppose if, like, Wordle does get crap, you could just play one of the many, many variants. <laughs> or, like, code it yourself in about two days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dirt, you know, there'll, be, there'll be so many, like, coffee cats. There already and, are. Yeah. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> like, Wordle won't die. Well, I mean, it will die by no one caring about it any longer. <laughs> it will be just another flappy bird fad that goes away in a month or two. I kind of like the sound of Dirtle of all the, of all of the ones I've come across. We are playing two puzzles at once, but the, like, like it's like it's like two idiots, one keyboard from NCIS, right? It's like except it's two puzzles, one keyboard. Like everything you type gets typed into both, and you've got to solve them both. Just open two web pages and on the original world and do that. <laughs> <laughs> and no, it's not quite the same though, because every, every every one you type like enters the same letters in both. So it's like you're only, yeah, like what you might have to type might help you on one side, but you're wasting your guess on yeah, the that's other what I'm side. Saying. That's how it would work, right? Just over two web pages, you should be able to simulate that quite easily. I mean, Assuming you can make your keyboard transmit to both browsers at the same time. I mean, yeah, you can just do it without simulating it. You can play it that. Oh, except no, Word will actually. Um, I don't know how it tracks you, actually. Like, I don't because it doesn't have a cookie warning, right? So I'm assuming they're not using cookies to do the "I know who you are" because just, that's how it stops you from playing the same puzzle more than once. Like, you go to the page and it goes, "Well, you've done this." Yeah. Um, so I assume they're IP tracking to do it. Um, 
or using some other de- like browser or device identifier mm. um, to do it. I'm sure someone who's into web tech, probably called Dan, who's not listening, <laughs> could have told me how how that's done. Yacht Club Games. Mm. They're making not Shovel Knight. Well, in a shock announcement. I don't know if it's that shocking, really. I mean, it seems like there's been a lot of Shovel Knight because there has been like there's been a lot of Shovel Knight, like three games and two expansions or whatever. It's been like a decade of Shovel Knight. Hilarious. But I mean, it's not like super unexpected for them to make a different game. I mean, it's about damn time, honestly. Don't get me wrong, Shovel Knight and its expansions have been excellent. Um. And I like I haven't played much of their spin-offs, like was it Shovel Dig or whatever it is, or or the the puzzle the puzzly stuff. Uh, but there was a battle royale or something, wasn't it? Not, not a battle royale, but you know what I mean, like some kind of shovel knight fighter or something. Uh, yeah, I've not played any of their spin-offs, but hey, the core the core shovel knight experience has been excellent. So I'm kind of excited that they're making a Zelda like experience as their next thing. Hmm. Like a, tra- a, a a traditional Zelda-y thing, because I'm pretty sure they'll you know they'll give it that NES look. They've already shown off some screenshots. <laughs> they look exactly it's... like the Zelda tiles there. Yeah, in a very, much. but in a very ridiculously ripped off way. But they'll do what they did before, and it'll be like an old school game, but with modern ideas and uh, and and just just play well. You know, I think it, uh, yeah, good on them. I'm not sure I'm on board with the name. Mine of the Hollower. Shovel Knight, Mine of the Hollower. No, it's not called Shovel Knight. <laughs> it's just called it's just called Mina the or Mina or Miner the Hollower. And like I think that's kind of a bad name, but hmm. totally unrelated then to Shovel Knight nope. apart from the developer. I mean yeah. I bet there'll be a as Shovel Knight. As far as we know anyway. There'll probably be a Shovel Knight cameo, right? <laughs> yeah. If he's cameoed in every other game, why not they're one of their own? <laughs> I mean, if anyone's going to hollow out a mine, it'll be a guy with a shovel, right? <laughs> yeah. Miner the hollower. Miner the miner, surely. Hollowing is kind of mining. Kind of. Ugh. It's a bad name. You see that there Halo trailer for the TV show? Um, yes. Uh, uh, again, <laughs> it's not going to be good. <laughs> I, I See, I don't know. I don't know. It's... I reckon it'll be like kind of like how I'm feeling about. I'm getting the same vibes as I'm getting about Bebop right now, right? It's like right, it'll be. Yeah. I reckon it'll be actually okay, hmm. but they've they're changing a lot, and it's like, well, they changed a lot in that Bebop, right? <laughs> I think Halo would work better as a short, like live action film rather than a, or a, you know. Yeah, like maybe because I, I don't know that there's like the, the series might actually be yeah the wrong approach because there's almost. That's kind of Halo's thing, right? At least the early Halo, there isn't actually that much st- no. story potentially in the early. And at least if you like took Halo One on its own and tried to make yeah. a film of that, that would probably be okay. Um, but like, because you don't know that much lore at that point in time, and it would probably work quite mm-hmm. nicely as a film. But no, they've decided to because they're making a TV series. They they seem to be throwing everyone in early, like like mm. Doctor Halsey's about, and they and. Cortana, you know, well, they'll probably be looking into the relationship of Cortana and the backstory of the Spartans, all stuff that came later. Um, mm. And they're, they're kind of changing how all that's 
coming about. Like, I don't know if they're... I don't know if we're going to get the story of Reach being part of it at all, and how, like, Master Chief and Cortana were just sort of hanging out <laughs> on Reach. Um, but it does seem like it's taking elements from that early book, Fall of Reach, or whatever, that then inspired the, the, the game. The game, Reach, right? yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. The only, the only thing, the only sort of major problem... Okay, I had two things that annoyed me. Like, one... You could have put anyone on in that in the Master Chief suit, right? Why not get someone who at least remotely sounds like Master Chief? <laughs> right. I'm not. I'm not sure. The voice isn't sitting that well with me, currently. Um, and secondly, I'm not quite sure. I like how that scene where there's the two elites with their plasma swords swiping at Master Chief actually looks. It mm. has that slightly overly obviously choreographed look to it. Right, like, like the classic prequel lightsaber battle where <laughs> where it's just been, you know, uh, choreographed. Yeah, exactly. So that they precisely miss each other every time. Exactly, yeah. The, the, the elites just sort of look like they're sort of standing there just going, swishy, 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 <laughs> with their swords. And the chief's just like, I know where this is going. <laughs> like, you know, too casual, too yeah. casual. Not a proper fight. Yeah. I mean paramount right and they i guess mm. making it so i don't know what they that means for like kind of streaming service i don't know what that means yeah. for us in the uk like in terms of what service it will land on because yeah i think paramount have paramount plus in the in in america but I, right but I, I, yeah i'm pretty certain there's nothing like that here so i don't know i don't know where it will show unless it just gets hosted on xbox or like, because Xbox still have their own <laughs> right, video yeah. service. Um, kind of surprised after all this time that Microsoft aren't massively don't seem that involved in this. No, I think they've, yeah. they've mostly given up on the sort of like yeah, I think they probably have. wisely on the whole home yeah, entertainment probably. area because they've just they've just ballsed it up so many times in the past. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, positive vibes. It doesn't look. I mean, I don't know. Like the designs of things look faithful. Yeah, let's put it that way. Like the pelicans look cool and stuff. It's, it's definitely got. Yeah, it's got a look I can get behind. Apart and from, like, apart it's from the comedy bit, Chevy, but you know, because the the actual Halo lore is kind of a little bit grim, dark, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's not quite on the Warhammer 40k level, but it is like humans are dodgy and they genetically engineered soldiers and use them as slaves and stuff like that but but also humans right. are the chosen ones <laughs> right right sort of. yeah the reclaimers i guess mm. um yeah so but like i don't but know chosen cause... by the forerunners to uphold the mantle whatever the crap any of that means um it's like how cynical can you be with your sci-fi because obviously star trek is like the non-cynical one and then Battlestar was like a did a good job of being a bit more grim but not too grim i guess so that's the that's the uh can you imagine an actual tv show set in warhammer 40k that would be ridiculous mm. <laughs> anyway oh it'd probably be awesome but <laughs> well, the trouble i think the trouble with that is that they'd have to play it as the it would have to be the show would have to be focused on like the normal people living in this disaster area of a universe, like the Imperial Guard yeah. or whatever. 
where they're just like oh, normal wow. dudes yeah. who have to fight in the vicinity yeah. of the space marines sometimes <laughs> and it sucks for them <laughs> <laughs> yeah like oh. everything else everything sucks man that could be really good that could be really good. Like, maybe but, but you, uh, like, probably wouldn't make be able to make like an epic like multi-series thing out of it. But it's like a single like maybe as like a single composed story that just happens within a little bit like Gears of War one. I guess if you took Gears yeah. of War one on its own, that is kind of mm. vaguely the same idea, I guess. But yeah, because there's no way in, I don't think in that universe you could have the the story be focused on the insane people that actually make up the <laughs> right. combat of that universe yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i suppose the closest you get are the space marine kind of video games right and there is a new one coming right where there is, there a, is. like a normal guy like in the relatively speaking just yes. terrified because the space marines turn up and kick everyone's ass well those are yeah. the imperial guards in that trailer though, yeah right, i think yeah yeah and occasionally you get some of the some of the space marine chapters are slightly less fucked up than others. <laughs> they <laughs> right. might be capable of normal existence. Yeah, I can't remember which chapter it is in. Uh, is it the Omega guys or whatever? I can't yeah. remember the different names of them. Yeah. But then, like all of the opposing forces in Warhammer, are even more fucked up than the space marines. Yeah, than the space marines. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I'm, we shall see. I mean, I don't know a lot about Warhammer, but I'd probably watch that. That sounds kind of rad. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm tempted. I'm really like, I'm, I'm getting to the end of watching what I'm watching at lunch times at the moment, which is the anime, the first season of anime, Eden's Zero. I'm not sure I can recommend, but I've made it this far, so I'm going to finish it. <laughs> um, uh, it's a bit too fan servicey. There's a lot, a lot of boobs. But not like actual, but you know, boob jokes. Yeah, it's one of those. Um, yeah, but like I'm tempted to try and watch Arcane next, which is the League of Legends thing. Because oh, I heard that's good. People seem to think that's good. Yeah, yeah. Who told me it was that didn't know anything about? Oh, my brother. Yeah, he doesn't know anything about League of Legends, but he said it's great. Yeah, I've I've had a lot of I've had similar thoughts like people who have no knowledge of league of legends but they ended up watching this thing and was like had a good time mm. yeah you have to report back on that one mm. i mean maybe that's the actual trick though maybe you do know anything about Legion of Leg- Legion of Le- uh, Legion. maybe you do know anything <laughs> about it and you just think it sucks <laughs> yeah maybe 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 like yeah. cowboy people yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, 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 if you know too much i doubt it though because i bet you know that their whole thing is to make these very interlocking things where ever it's like get the law bible or whatever you got to make it very precisely fit into everything else the league of legends metaverse yeah even their weird like spin-off games and everything else it's all got the fit in did that did that rhythm game by the bit trip guys come out the league of legends rhythm game i don't know like with the weird explosions. That's all I really know is a character that makes stuff explode. Oh like, yeah, and, he, and, he, and he's in a runner. Yeah, a I think I had seen something about that. I don't know whether that was it coming out or just previews. Yeah. But hey, the bit trip team—they're still about. <laughs> not not we'll get to like a runner four, I suppose. Not exactly a concept that you need a, that specific team to 
create, I don't think. <laughs> Maybe not, but, they were, but they're probably one of the best, right? For that genre. But what is that genre? It's a scrolling the, the, the screen and you push a button. That's like the, the least programming possible. <laughs> they're, they're, they're rhythm games, effectively, aren't they? Yes, pretty much. Nicely presented rhythm games. Hmm. That is the news. Yeah. I guess so. Any other news? Rockstar said they're working on Grand Theft Auto. That's not, other news. That's not news. Yep. Water is wet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know why they even bother. And apparently Skate 4 is coming. <laughs> Finally, <Watching> maybe. <laughs> yeah. For some definition of soon. For some definition yeah. of Skate 4. <laughs> <laughs> Do we want to just have a little little chat about the... Uh... Happy Salad League of Intrigue. Yeah, well, I guess so. That's kind of the interface of these games in our case. Yeah. So sure. we've. Uh, uh, you should have opened it beforehand, I but should. yes, you should go and indeed look at the website. I should have. So you we, can see our live situation. Like many others, we've started a uh, uh, fantasy league, uh, fantasy critic league from fantasycritic.games. They're called the Happy Salad League of Intrigue, where we will be battling against each other to see who has the best. Uh, Guesses at what games are going to be good. Yeah, it's not even that though, is it? Because it's like the the fantasy league is like it's okay. It's based on open critic scores, so it's like in the it's like a fantasy football like scenario where you pick the games for your team, effectively. Um, but and it but it based it's based on open critic reviews, so it's not just going to be games that. Unfortunately, like that's kind of the problem, like with this in a way, because it's not it's not just games that we like and think are excellent. It's like it's got to be games that like the gaming community at large generally like. So you're better off picking safer bets than you are perhaps cult classics. Mm. Well, maybe. <laughs> or potential cult classics, I should say. Um, yeah, so we have uh, we have three competitors. Uh, myself, uh, Dan and Zach. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what what I know. As, as you might have guessed, the three competitors enter the ring. Only one will come out. Will it be Spoon Eternal? That's me. Citron or Montan, which is Dan, or Salamander Incorporated, <laughs> which is Zach. Okay. Uh, yeah, quick, quick. <laughs> quick rundown of our picks. Salamander Incorporated has gone for God of War, Ragnarok, Hollow Knight Silk Song, Slime Rancher 2, Mario Plus Rabbids, Sparks of Hope, which I still think is a terrible name. Yeah. Kirby in the Forgotten Land, Rocksmith Plus, probably the smartest pick of the whole damn lot, <laughs> Triangle Strategy, River City Girls 2, and Stalker 2 Heart of Chernobyl. And he's counterpicked. So counterpicks are like the things he thinks that, that they have to be things that the other teams have picked that he thinks will necessarily, might, might even not come out or do badly um, to minimise the amount of negatives. And he has to use all his counterpicks by the end of the year. He has picked Oxenfree 2, which was one of mine, and Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, the sequel, whatever that ends up being, which was one of Dan's picks. Yeah. And yeah, and I think Rocksmith Plus is the is the, is the the smartest choice there, because I reckon that will review real well in the in from the few places <laughs> yeah. that actually review it. I mean, that is the other trick. It's like you it, yeah. have the open critic system, but if you can get niche reviews, yeah. provided they still go into yeah. the open critic system, then you can get really high scores on niche products. I think that's a, that's a 
properly amazing, amazing pick. So, Citron au Montant has points on the board. <laughs> well, theoretical points still, because it doesn't... Yeah, like, with what, these games, we're not even fully through the review phase. So there's probably more reviews not, that no. are currently coming to adjust these scores. So Dan has picked Elden Ring. That's not far away. Sifu, which is now beginning to get reviews and is currently sitting on an 82. Any score over 70 is, is, a, is, a, is a scoring game. So Sifu is going to score. Uh, Stray, Breath of the Wild 2, Suicide Squad, Oli Oli World, um, which is also beginning to get reviews and is coming in at 86. Uh, Total War Warhammer 3, uh, the Fallen Order sequel we talked about, and Ghostwire Tokyo. And Dan has counterpicked me with Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. That was a heart play. A lot, uh, uh, like you'll learn, a lot, a lot of my games were heart plays, which is probably a mistake. Uh, and Triangle Strategy, um, one of Zach's. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I think I think Dan's, I think but both of those both of those teams look pretty strong to me. And, uh, yeah, I think I think I, 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 yeah, Dan's looking pretty 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 good. I'm yeah, and a lot of my choices on this list are, as I said, for a little bit a little bit from the gut. Like I went with what I think I'm gonna like, which is probably yeah, a, yeah. probably a terrible play, but but. But a lot of these look, do look promising to me. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West comes out very so, very soon and will almost certainly review well. Uh, Gran Turismo Seven will probably review well. But hey, we just watched that state of play, like like from Gran Turismo Seven, and that thing well, well, that looks like a Gran Turismo game. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like it will review well. I think. I don't think there's anything in that that says it won't review well. <laughs> I mean, the problem with like that state of play is it didn't actually really show much of the actual driving i guess i suppose it's hard for like for a car game to kind of yeah. especially a simulation game to be to get all that like hey look at this car driving it looks good right you're driving a car and it's like you know we've got to talk about everything else yeah well yeah i guess it's really hard to dry, talk about the driving model and everything and people just assume that's a given with gran turismo these days or what i guess that it's yeah. good but i mean is it i don't my, know my thing with gran turismo is all and i, I like yeah i've repeated this as nauseum on the on the cast in the past is that like i've never had a problem with gran turismo's driving model and like for a single car on the track if it, it feels good i've always had a huge problem with gran turismo's collision model and that that has never felt good. Because um, you're going to hit other cars. You're probably going to hit a barrier or two. You've got to hit a barrier or two. And uh, it, that, that's never, that's, that's, yeah, it's never felt realistic or right to me. And it's been, that's sort of been a thorn in my enjoyment of that game. That and it's terrible music in a couple of its more recent entries. Like, terrible, terrible music. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't think that will affect the review score, the terrible music. Terrible. Terrible music. <laughs> but anyway, you're hoping that does well. <laughs> I'm hoping it does well because this doesn't look as bad as those last two games did, which were also reviewed well. <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's, I, guess, I guess this is the opposite of a heart play for me in the league because it's like, it'll review well. I'll probably not be a fan of it compared to Forza, but... Well, we all had to pick some of the top games. <laughs> yeah. Splatoon 3. I really hope that does well. Bayonetta 3, a risky number four spot for me because Platinum haven't exactly been on 
I wouldn't say they've been on fire of late. And that other game they're working on, um, was it Babylon's Fall? Looks pretty pants and seems to be universally like reviled, <laughs> even though that thing hasn't come out yet. Um, so yeah, risky, risky. Uh, King of Fighters 15, Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, also arguably risky, but I reckon it'll be fine. Uh, Oxen Free 2, um, probably fine. After Party reviewed their last game, reviewed well, even despite my hate for it. So, <laughs> another anti heart pick, is it? <laughs> yeah, I guess anti heart. Uh, Hellblade 2 uh, and a Plague Tale Requiem. So, we'll see how well that goes. And I've counterpicked Stalker 2 and Ghostwire Tokyo for now. Ghostwire Tokyo just had a direct or something or whatever. It's yeah, called. I think there's been Play some previews of it. Oh, did it? Yeah. Still, I mean, it kind of looks cool, but I still can't tell. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's weird. Like, I thought it's a horror game, right? But like, it's like all it, but it looks like a kind of it's sort of an not F, an FPS kind of yeah. Of, I mean, spells. I'm not sure it's really a. I mean, like, I guess the, and it's open world. Yeah, I think like the enemy designs like uh, evoke a horror game, but I don't know if the game actually. Yeah, it's, it's never really looked like it plays or feels like a horror game. So it's like. Maybe it's kind of reminding me of like Bioshock with the stupid Vigors or whatever, the tonics or whatever they are. <laughs> yeah. And um, do you remember the darkness? <laughs> it was that first person game where you had like oh, the sort of twin snake you. guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember Jackie playing that. That was really weird. Huh, um, yeah. I do remember yeah. that. For for although so, my mind did immediately go to the band. <laughs> When you said right, the darkness. Yeah, yeah, do you yeah. remember the darkness? Think, it's like, yeah, I remember yeah. the darkness. <laughs> yeah, they're from Lowestoft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, mm, yeah, i still still not sure, but it looks like they kick, they're putting some good effort into it, at least. Mm. They're giving it the old college try. Yeah. Because <laughs> now, now I'm interested in all the trailers for all these games that I don't actually care about. But yeah, the triangle yeah. strategy, like... Still can't tell if this will affect the score but because this is my counter pick, but the writing seems terrible. Mm. <laughs> I well, I mean, it's it's definitely got that kind of like, uh, I guess, square writing. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, they do tend yeah. to do that kind of in that same way in all of their Final Fantasies and whatnot. And like the graphics thing, it's like, it's weird because it's like, okay, so it's pixel art, but it's 3D. So it's like, the, the same way that pixel art is harkening back, but to like eight bit yeah, games, they've got a name this for that. Seems like they? Square Square have the like, HD two D. Yeah, that's it. HD two D, but it's like, uh, it's like a, a sp- is it supposed to be an aesthetic harkening back to a PlayStation One game? Is that a good idea? It I mean, just it, looks like it has bad textures. I mean, it's it's like that's not been the first time I mean, that's it's, attempt, been attempted. No. It basically looks exactly like Final Fantasy Tactics, and that's what it's trying to be. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Well, that's fine then. I just think it's like because it, it's got like, I suppose they compensate by having like really crazy lighting and stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. what the HD two D is. Yeah, about, a, lot, really. a lot of lighting, it's pixely weird. bump maps, um, heavy use of depth of field. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. To kind of spruce it up. I don't know. I guess it's a it's a look. I guess. I think it, I, I just think, don't think. I think yeah. it almost looks better in this isometric perspective than it did with the actual two D of Octopath. Right, because in right. Octopath okay. it was just like it was basically just parallax almost. It's just like it's making a two D scene look slightly fancier by just moving elements into the distance almost. Whereas in this, mm. it's like it is at least an actual 
3D world, even if it's represented in pixels. (laughs) Yeah. So I think the lighting effects go slightly further in that aspect. Yeah. I mean, Tactics was, yeah, as you say, Tactics was already semi-3D anyway. Yeah, because it was isometric. Yeah. Well, actually, just, yeah, it used polygons. It used for the, for polygon the world, world and then sprites for everything else. Yeah. yeah. So maybe it's a better fit. And I've, I've, I mean, uh, what was that game? That that game I hated with the terrible music. That like another game I hated with terrible. Well, that was like a roguelike RPG. It's like Star Commandos or something. But that that had an almost similar aesthetic, right? It was pixel art, but presented in a three D world um, mm. with. Well, all the textures were pixely as well, and I think there's a few other games that that are, that are due out this year that also have that kind of aesthetic. That it's like the world has 3D elements, but they're all done in a pixely way. Um, mm. Man, if we're really thinking about it, like um, no, I can't remember the name of that either. But there was that that weird game where you're like wandering around and all the world like kind of reacts to you in musicy kind of way. Um, sort of like an indie title years ago. Damn, I've lost it. I've lost it. But yeah, you walked around a planet and like it was all, everything was like the it was it was three D, but all of the things in it were very pixely. Um, mm. Well, that was the only thing that I could feel that sort of like that was Proteus, but that's not that, no, that's what I'm thinking. of. Really? Yeah. I mean, that was I don't think that was was that actually meant to be pixel art or was it just low resolution? I mean. It wasn't running at a low res, if that, like. Well, but yeah, but was it meant to look like it was running at a low res? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, but but all the art in that was kind of very pixely, wasn't it? Like, well, yeah, but that's what I mean. <laughs> like, it could have just been because of a weird low res filter rather than intentional pixel art. I'm giving it the benefit of doubt. <laughs> I don't remember it well enough because mm. it is a long time. Yeah, it's a while. It's a while. Wasn't things like the last? Oh, I suppose you could argue things like Backbone were kind of in this domain, right? That the the pixel art, but with a little bit more. It's not quite the, to the same length as HD two D, but well, I mean, pretty much. And the <laughs> last night, and... pretty much anything that uses like character sprites in any kind of non sprite based world is going into this Pokemon, mm. basically. Apart from like from two generations ago, before they moved to full three D. When they were doing their uh, yeah. transition between sprites and 3D, there was the period where they were doing that, where it's like the world was 3D, but the, you still had the pixel art. Yeah, and does it count if it's just sprites like Paper Mario? Hmm, yeah, like, or, uh, yeah, like uh, or indivis- Yeah, or in, <laughs> in, indivisible and something like that. Or... 2.5D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's what it used to be called before HD 2D came along and yeah. fucked it up. <laughs> it's definitely a style, and uh, yeah, I think I I I like it as a style. I hope the game's good though. Hmm. That's the fantasy league. So, yeah, well, there'll be more updates all. through the year to see how this this uh, carries on as games come in and as bids are made and as slots are filled. We've got many more slots we need to fill in our teams. Somehow. Well, we don't need to fill them, but, like, yeah, we, you can before the end of the year. So even have games come out to fill these. <laughs> I guess so. 
Well, there'll be more reveals and shadow drops. Yeah, that's well, true. Shadow drops are a problem, right? Because like, you don't have enough time to actually put them, put them on your team. <laughs> yes, because as we previously discussed about it, it's like the bidding system is based on real time and it is like you have until Thursday to put them in and then it goes through on Saturday or whatever. So It's effectively a week delay, isn't it? <coughs> yeah. So you definitely don't have... And if there is some kind of shadow drop that happens on like Thursday evening, you might be completely boned. Yep. Because you won't see it in time. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, a little extra wrinkle to your podcast for the next year. Well, rarely anyway. Whenever there's actual updates to be had. Yeah, we'll check in with uh, Sifu and Oli Oli World and probably Total War, Warhammer 3. Uh, <laughs> and King of Fires 15, in fact. And Horizon Forbidden West, in fact. Next podcast. <laughs> next podcast. In the meantime, if we get back to the regularly scheduled programming of what have you been playing? Of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Rob, I think you better tell us about Yakuza. Yakuza. <laughs> because that's definitely what Rob's in play. Yakuza 4! I can tell by him not playing anything else. I finished it. <laughs> I finished it. I finished the main story. I went, like I got to the point where... Um, I, I think I mentioned last podcast, I was at the point in the, in the chapter called Finale, where basically like all four characters had become available to me. And I get what that basically meant was, was like, yeah, there's like, here's your chance to go do all the sub stories, yeah. which, as it turns out, there was a lot of them. Um, and I think, I think it's worth pointing out. I think that's a, I mean, that's kind of been a problem with most of the Yakuza games that like, there's an awful lot of, there's a lot of sub story stuff, like a lot, and mm. um, it doesn't always necessarily fit into the flow of the story, in the sense that it's like when you can do them and when you can't do them sometimes feels like it's at odds with the actual pacing of the main plot line and that's very much the case here where it's like okay you get this nice this breather but then you go and do like what is an absurd number of sub stories before like something that's supposed to be taking place that evening well it seems like they kind of boned themselves in this game story specifically by having these like four characters who are all separated and have their own reasons and then you have to you essentially have to get to the point where they're all together to even be able to let let you out to do all these sub stories so yeah. they've kind of very limited the area of the game that these bits can fit exactly. but then they still wanted to cram in as many I mean, as they usually do theoretically a lot of those most of the sub stories i could have done during the 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 first, first four parts, <laughs> yeah, or no, uh, yeah, not yeah. Before I get the ability to switch between characters and things like that, There's, there aren't many of them that were that rely on you have you having already done a thing with another character, right? I mean, I've only come across that I think like once or twice where the game actually recognizes that, where I like had already done and already completed a thing with Saijima, for instance, and then Kiryu encounters the same character that Saijima was dealing with, and he's like, "Oh, you guys know each other? Oh, cool." And like the game acknowledged that fact, and it's um, uh, but I'm not, I'm not entirely sure that was a gate to progress, but it did sort of realise that that was a thing. Um, yeah, there was a lot more side stuff than I expected. Um, the finale was kind of lame, if I'm honest. This time round, no. like it feels like it's. It was just pulling from the playbook of the previous three games. It's like there wasn't particularly anything new and interesting about it. It's like it just it, even the what you might argue is the one like minor twist to it. Not very twisty this time. Um, oh, okay. Uh, like then, and I guess the game ends in a slightly ambiguous place as to Kiryu's role in the Yakuza. 
um, again. I was I wasn't I wasn't quite sure they they spelt it out like like what's what's he doing like like so yeah. There's, there's some room for maneuver on what Yakuza Five might be. Um, it might be something different. Um, but yeah, I, I I think that generally the story in this one has been the weakest of the four so far, and it's mm. um. Uh, I'm I'm really hoping five when I if when I get around to playing that picks it up a little bit because it's I wouldn't say the stories are like quality writing through and through but they're normally mad enough right like they're wild and crazy enough that like what if you are invested you can have those like oh damn moments when some crazy callback is made or some like like ridiculous almost inexplicable twist happens. And it's like, yeah, the 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 wildness was missing from this one. Um, even in the even in the sub stories, really, even in the side stuff, there just wasn't weren't the the, the super crazy moments. There's a I, I encountered a couple more, I guess, comedy lines, <laughs> but it was a, uh, yeah, a little bit flat this time. That would be my my assessment. And this is despite having multiple playable characters, like compared to previous games. Yeah, I mean, it suffers a little bit, I think, from the fact that I started with the Kiwami games, right? Because the multiple playable characters actually represent kind of the four fighting styles that that Kiryu adopts in the first game. In, right. in Yakuza Kiwami 1, you get the ability to expand four different fighting styles of Kiryu's. And as it turns did you out, get that in the original game before. No, I don't think one. you did. I don't think you did uh, in the non Kiwami one. So they went um, back and added that after four, yeah. right, to the first game through Kiwami. And they dropped that for Kiwami two. So you only had like Kiryu's style in 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 two. But in Kiwami one, yeah, you have these four fight styles that you're leveling up simultaneously um, and independently. And uh, they, um, yeah, and I can I can now see where those come from. If that makes sense, mm. the four characters yeah. in this game are those fight styles, pretty much. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't so know. if you'd been playing four when it came out, then you'd be like, "Wow, there's new fight styles." Yeah, probably. It probably would have been a, a bit more had a, had a bit more impact. Um, but it, but it wouldn't have taken away from, as I say, like the the the, the downgrade in sub stories in general. And it's like, yeah, they okay, they've made so they made Camarocho a little bit bigger this time, like in terms of like it has the underground the, the underground parking is 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 a is a place. The mall has been opened up. There's there's rooftop areas you can access now that weren't available in the previous game. Um, mm-hmm. But you, but as a result of that, you've lost other locations. Like you've lost Okinawa, and you've lost um, which is a whole like separate little area. Um, like it's just Camarocho this time round, um, uh, so I, I, yeah, what, they, what they've taken away hasn't necessarily necessarily improved things in the end. Hmm. Um, I did go and play some of that there golf, just to just to give that a go, um, and uh, yeah, like I said, which is not new to this game, but I gave it a go uh, again this time round, and it's it's one of those. Like like a lot of things in Yakuza, surprisingly well executed, but not executed well enough to keep you that interested. Yeah, if like you know, oh my god, this is better than you'd expect from a mini game, but like not good enough to be a game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like yeah, I played a played a. I'm terrible at it as well, which doesn't help. But it's like yeah, I played a couple of. It's a nine hole course. Tried a couple of tournaments on it. Did 
like most nearly came last both times um in against ai random number generators and uh yeah that was all right and so i tried one of the new things that they added which is the table tennis game which mm. okay this like yakuza has a bit of a history of being a bit lecherous at times and this is like probably one of the worst cases of it and it's in a table really? tennis game Cause Not like, in the like the like companion cafe like, stuff. I can <laughs> immediately see where this is going because of the classic table tennis pose that you stand in in order to receive table tennis balls at the end of a tennis table. Uh-huh. Tennis table. <laughs> yep, I think I think you've you've kind of nailed that. <laughs> Hit the nail. There's it, there's a, there's there's a mechanic of some importance that makes it even worse. Like so, when you're playing the like. They've abstracted away the need for you to actually position yourself. Like, so you don't do any of, you don't have to move around the table to position Kiryu to play a game of tennis as you might expect. You're only really pushing the button to hit the ball with the right timing. Um, like, and there's a little on screen flash when is the appropriate moment to, to do that, uh, which is okay, fine, simplify it, that's okay. Um, yeah. But. <laughs> So there's a heat gauge, which is not unusual for the rest of you. Like the heat gauge is like your special meter, but but um, but it goes up over time. <laughs> but when you hold the left trigger, what it effectively does is it zooms the camera in on your opponent your opponent's bosom area, and you can hold it there for for the longer you're able to have a sneaky look, the long the more your heat gauge goes up. And the more oh, you what? do it, the more dishevelled the opponent slowly becomes. Like, but they're, they're wearing a kimono because, of course, this um, this table tennis bout is happening in a hot spring. <laughs> right. It's it's yeah. So this is like worse than Dead or Alive Beach volleyball, right? Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, but, that didn't have a heat meter when you well Dead or Alive just starts with boobs yeah. whereas this is like <laughs> progress towards boobs yeah it begins you've got to earn the boobs in this one <laughs> I mean technically right. you have to earn more boob in Dead or Alive I guess you get the skimpier costumes eventually <laughs> yeah. I suppose you did have to work for those yeah <laughs> uh, it's but the thing is, is like, <laughs> okay, I can't believe that game existed and that your brother bought it for you. <laughs> on, on, uh, well, I ended one up, of them. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I can't remember. I got gift of one from friends. At, I got gift of the first one from friends at uni. And then I think my brother got me like Dead or Alive Extreme <laughs> 2. Is, I thought, is there like four of those now? Like, anyway. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh my God. Shocking. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you <laughs> So the funniest thing about any of that, that that element the Yakuza right is, but like the remaster is basing it off the original is is just upscaling the original PS3 era graphics, and that graphics engine really isn't very attractive. Like like the people in it like don't look that hot. <laughs> like other than the, the the main characters, like the, the the like I guess grizzled Yakuza guys, which like have fairly decent models. Everyone else, it's really real ropey. So like if you're coming into this trying to I don't know, get a little bit of a arousal, it's not it's not gonna work. <laughs> it's, it's not gonna work. It, it doesn't it doesn't earn that. It doesn't look good enough for that either. Shocking. What what a mess. Um, yeah but the biggest problem I think I had with it in the end and the reason why I haven't like tried to get to it once I finished the story I haven't really gone back to it is because uh, it's kind of broken in that 
all the achieve most of the a lot of the achievements didn't pop for me. So there there are things like oh, um, right. um, I could tell something was wrong when I got the achievement for complete forty sub stories before I got the one for completing twenty sub stories, which I never got. <laughs> so it's like, oh, I can't own that now, can I? Oh, that's annoying. And like, yeah, I played all the casino games. That achievement didn't pop. I uh, yeah, and, and I did a few other things. Like I completed all the training for one guy, and that achievement didn't pop. And it's like, yeah, so. But whereas a lot of them did, so it's like, okay, you're not really incentivizing me to carry on with this when you're probably the weakest Yakuza game I've played so far, and I can't even get the achievements for doing that, for, for, for exploring the breadth of your systems. So I probably won't. Yeah, that's a, kind of a bummer, is that? Yeah. I mean, I still had a good had a good time with it overall, but it has yeah, problems. It has problems um, this time round. Um, holding out hope for five, baby. Right, you're not going straight into five. No, though, I'm not you? going straight into it. Well, you could do. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I could, but I haven't. Um, mm. What I've actually started playing is a, I guess you could call it a Series X launch title in the form of Immortals: Phoenix Rising, which I. Uh, uh, I got, I got given uh, as a, as a present not that long ago. I thought, mm. well, let's actually play this thing because it's always carried uh, a little bit of a I think this looks all right kind of notion in my head. Like, it, right? It's, it's I, I guess it's uh, best best described as Ubisoft's attempt at a Breath of the Wild game based on Greek mythology. Oh yeah! It used to be called Gods and this. Monsters before, it, right? Uh, like while it was in development, and then they changed it. It's a to, better name. <laughs> yeah, it is a better name. Yeah, Immortals Phoenix Rising is a terrible name. But yes. In fact, Gods and Monsters is reduced to being an early quest name, <laughs> so it's still there. Um. So yeah, I'm trying to figure. I've been trying to work out what was the easiest way to describe this without being too comparative to Breath of the Wild but that's impossible well, because also, it wears, because also it compare wears, it to a bunch of Ubisoft games yeah because <laughs> that's kind of the problem it is it is the Ubisoftification of Breath of the Wild and not much more than that um, it wears the inspiration like so blatantly it's like you still climb towers but now you get icons because it's an Ubisoft game <laughs> Not quite. So they've changed that slightly. Like you have to, you can, you can cl- climbing the tower still reveals the map, but what it doesn't do is reveal um, items on the map. In order to reveal items on the map, now you have to effectively go into Eagle Vision, <laughs> you know, like hold down a like R stick, and then you go into like first person view mode, and then you look at very vague areas of the of the world and then you'll get like a hot cold system to be like there's a thing here and then you pull the trigger and it goes oh there's a chest over there and it'll hide then the icon appears so you've got to go through a lot of extra work to get those icons um now but that the problem with that system is it's not even it i I guess it's trying to evoke the breath of the wild i can see a thing over there yeah Except the problem is, is like this is you can't actually see it. <laughs> no, it's it's not line of sight. No, like you can like it's it's distance from you, so you can just look at a patch of dirt and be like, oh, there's actually a thing like like a kilometer away from me through this hill. Yeah, um, so, <laughs> so telling you that it's in that vicinity. So it's a little flawed. 
um, in that respect. And you can still pin stuff in the same way that you could in Breath of the Wild, but that's not as meaningful here. Um, so there's that. It also, the way the game opens is pretty similar as well. There's like a two-hour um, segment of the game where you're limited to a bit of the map, and then you go climb a thing, and then it goes, and here's the rest of the world. <laughs> and it's like, you're off the Great Plateau. Now the enti- now you can go anywhere you want. Um, but I quite like how they visually like limit you there because it's all the when you when at the very start of the game it's kind of all foggy and smoky and cloudy and you can't really see very far into the landscape and then when they do the sort of like and now the prologue's over moment the weather has cleared as part of your actions and it's like and then suddenly you can see the expanse of the world and it's like oh actually okay you've done that quite well um it's like there's a, there's a it's a nice little visual thing they did um, and also the like in in other things that are like sort of inspired, I suppose the bad guy is a is a is a generic monster that has bright red bits on it. Like it looks a li- you know he's called Typhon this time, and, and he's got a voice because everything has a voice in this. And uh, but you know even that like the color palette of the bad guy, like the sort of dark black with kind of like red neon look to it, like a little bit like Calamity again. And it's like yep, okay, you've just totally stolen that as well shrines now called like tartarus holes or something i can't even remember that vault of tartarus that's it they're basically holes in the ground you jump into and then they're like little puzzly bits um where you earn a thing at the end of them and it's like yep those are just straight up shrines and each one of them also has a bonus crate in it like (laughs) a bonus chest exactly like the shrines from um from breath of the wild it's like it is trying so hard to be that game, and in fairness to it, it's not bad. It isn't, like, at no point in any of this have I sort of thought, this is a bad game. It's like, it's it's just not Breath of the Wild. Like, this is like, this is like the one thing I can't get over with this game. It's like, it's like they're trying, they, they've, they're cribbing everything, and as a result, it's like, it's, it's, it's got, it doesn't quite evoke the feeling of it, and nothing in it is as good. Which is an incredibly hard target, in fairness. It's like they aimed high. But they don't quite get there. It's like the combat is fast and kind of fun. It's it's very easy to do the dodge and um, get the flurry an equivalent of flurry rush. It has a stun system, so certain attacks will do more stun damage to a thing, and then they enter a like a stunned state and you just do a whole load of damage to them, blah 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 blah. You have a bow. You have an axe. A massive hacks. Does it have the... Uh, oh, Dan's gone very quiet. Did you hear that, Zach? Or is it just me? <laughs> no, it was very quiet. What's wrong with it? Oh, Hello. Hello. He's back. He's Sorry. back. I must have bashed it. What's the... Is uh, it got the weapon damage thing? No. Conveniently, there's no... There's, your inventory is, like, super simple. Like, there's other elements of it. Like, it, while a lot of the systems are there in spirit, most of it is hugely simplified. So mm. it's like you're, you, you, yeah, you don't have to worry about weapons being down. You can, you get, you get several different weapons that each have a different perk, but like ultimately they're kind of the same. Um, and you get different armor sets as well that, are, that do that as well. They'll change what um, benefit you get to to a limited degree. Um, mm. But yeah, they're never going to break or anything like that. Um, it's the same with like crafting and things like that. Basically, there's only like four real items you need to worry about picking up, um, mm. and they you turn those into potions um, in the four stats. Like, do you want health? Do you want stamina? There's a stamina bar, 
and you climb in the same way. Um, do you want you want do you want to bolster your health, your stamina, or do you want a defensive buff or an offensive buff? That's all there really is. Like they've simplified all that down as well. Um, and did I mention how much talking there was? There's a lot of talking in this. You have a narrator. They've gone for the narrator thing. So there's like oh, there's, right. there's Prometheus and Zeus. Zeus is in a bit of trouble because of the, this whole mess, and uh, so he goes to Prometheus at the start of the game to be like, "You got to help me." And Prometheus is all like, "Let me tell you a tale." And he's like, "Oh God." <laughs> um, uh, so so what you're hearing is Prometheus regaling the tale to of, of Phoenix to to Zeus, uh, and it's kind of done in a very tongue in cheek way. Like like I think. I just seem to remember some people having a bit of a problem with the fact that this game goes for a slightly comedic edge and a, a light-hearted tone. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it doesn't always work, but I don't think it's terrible. Like, it's okay. It's like, um, I guess, your standard Saturday morning cartoon affair kind of level comedy. Like, it's, it's, it's fine. But not, yeah. I mean, there are some characters I haven't really got on. Like, I don't really like Hermes, but um, but most of them are fine. And the lead's kind of not that interesting either, like your character, Phoenix. But it's fine. It's just, it's just kind of fine. It looks quite pretty. I'll give it that. It's got a nice 4K presentation. It's cartoony, like, again, edging towards that Breath of the Wild look, but not quite being that. Um, or as hyper stylized as that is, um, it does it has a nice day night cycle. There's plenty of like particle effects going on all over the place. Like at nights, you've got the fireflies in in bushes and things like that. And there's a lot of leaves just blowing around in this. Uh, it's supposed to be like the Golden Isle from from like Greek mythology. It's like where all the gods hang out. Um, oh, I see. Okay. So Mount Olympus is a place there, and that I'll eventually go to. Um, and I'm in kind of Aphrodite's Valley right now. Um, mucking about there. It's all right, is what I'm trying to say. It's all right. Maybe, <laughs> like, maybe, maybe if you want that breath, that's a very simple breath of the wild itch scratched that's not breath of the wild. Maybe this yeah. is the thing. Or just wait for the sequel. Or just play Breath of the Wild again. Or just, or just or, play again, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> or, you know, attempt to finish some, finish it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you competently rip off one of the best games ever, you probably have an okay game. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, it, <laughs> at no point do I feel this is an innovative product, but... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, as, long as, shameless, you rip off, but... as long as you rip off Breath of the Wild better than... Balam Wonderworld ripped off Mario Odyssey. <laughs> You'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They've done all right here. Um, yeah, I'm going to carry on with it. It's uh, it's it, it's okay. I get that. I get that same problem that I get with a lot of like when a game is good enough, right? You you don't really want to. You get settled into this open world routine, and you don't really want to put the controller down. It's like it's it's like oh, there's a there's a thing like a hundred meters away. I'll just get that. Oh, now there's a thing like yeah, it's a little bit further on from that that I've spotted, and I'm like mm. oh, let's go let's go do that. And you just kind of keep doing that ad infinitum. Yeah, and it's it's a good loop. It yeah. draws you in. It really does. Um, yeah, it's cleverly designed. And I think it's more. I think it's more successful than I guess. I'm trying to think what the most recent Ubisofty open worldy game I actually played. It's probably like 
Black Flag. Um, right, because I guess the recent one would be what, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, right? Uh, Valhalla, yeah, but I haven't played Origins or Odyssey either on the Assassin's Creed front, mm. so it's like I haven't, I haven't really seen what current Ubisoft open world is like. Um, but if it's anything I don't like think it's this, changed much. <laughs> yeah. But if it's anything like this, yeah. Hey, the loop, the loop is satisfying. Oh yeah. It's okay. Right, Immortals Phoenix Rising. I got one more thing I want to mention. Because I had to know. Please, yeah, this 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 is not a hill I wish to die on, but I had to know. I played Wipeout Rush, which is now played being a slightly odd term, which is now known as Wipeout Merge. Okay, it's that crappy What's mobile game that that that, oh, no. that came out. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. It's it's a it's. I didn't sort of. I didn't sort of really gather what it was from when it first came out. Like I thought it was like a it wasn't I knew it wasn't going to be like a wipeout game. I knew it wasn't going to be racing or anything like that. I'd heard it involved cards and like had been was was some other completely different thing. What I didn't realize is that it's an idle game. Uh apparently the subgenre of idle game known as a merger that I didn't know was a thing. Um, where you're basically like getting drops every now and then. That's like, this is a level one drop. Oh, I've got another level one drop. Great. I'll merge those two together to create a level two drop. The number went up. Yay. Uh, with a few extra like little wrinkles thrown in, like random things happen. And if you press the screen and things blow up and then you'll get money and then an ad will play. And if you watch the whole ad, then you'll get like some... Bo- oh, it's terrible. Oh, my God. Yep. Sounds depressing. Oh, my God. Just why did you make this thing? Like, it's just like... Because money. <laughs> I'm not even yes. sure there's and really any nostalgia. money in this. Like, it's, just, well, it's just an idle game. Speaking like, of garbage mobile games, and also my favourite to- topic, complaining about YouTube adverts. <laughs> 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 Last two years have been plagued by a couple of what have been basically proven to be scam games well not re- i mean proven as a certain to a certain that would be scams where basically the adverts on youtube will show a certain bit of gameplay or a certain style of gameplay i guess you could say and then when people went and actually looked at these games they discovered that basically that what they show is about a 20 20th of the game and the rest of the rest of it is just bullshit mobile idle game microtransaction hell <laughs> so basically they're trying to lure you in with the actual bit of gameplay which doesn't actually make up most of the game right and so there's been a few of those that have been hanging around on youtube for like the last couple of years especially and then at the start of this year they finally released a new one, I guess, because it's been flooded with uh, with ads for that new one, which I'm, I'm specifically not saying any names here. That their new one, of which there's probably ten that it could be. Yeah, possibly. But like the thing about this new one is that, so in my quest to have YouTube adverts be slightly less annoying but still exist <laughs> in my YouTube, I'm just like, well, this is inoffensive enough, I guess. I'm, I'm totally I'm totally immune to this advertising, I suppose, because I know what it is. Mm. So I'm just like, well, okay. And then, but then after a while, it was like the only advert that YouTube was playing, and I was like, well, okay, now I can just now I can legitimately be like, stop showing this advert because repetitive, because that's mm. one of the free options that you get for right. stop seeing oh, this geez. advert. Is it okay? Mm. So I was like, oh, I can do that legitimately. So I did that. 
But then it turns out that, that they hadn't just they hadn't just paid for this advert to show up constantly. There's also about ten different versions of this advert wow. <laughs> that I gradually progressed through. And the funny thing was like they almost all show different gameplay, but it's clearly like it's the same assets just like massaged into a slightly different gameplay loop and occasionally weird stolen sound effects. Like there's a Pac-Man sound effect in there and I'm like, oh, that's clearly stolen. <laughs> but then like, so it, and then as I got further deeper into like deleting all these adverts, for some reason I started getting into ones that were just like lower resolution. <laughs> it's just like, these wow. must just be the ones they don't pay as much for, I guess, YouTube, at this point. YouTube was so desperate to show you this game because it's like, I guess, I wonder if YouTube's algorithm is just like, no, no, Zach's totally going to be into this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah no oh, but, he's, but he's rejecting all these ads it's like oh, show him the low quality ones <laughs> maybe that'll get him which is very weird but yeah it's just like it's these weird bullshit mobile games but uh, like as you were saying uh, like apparently there is money in it if they can afford this much fucking YouTube advertising oh I, I mean I bet there's money there's all kinds of idiots out there yep. that don't know real games y- yeah you heard me I said it yep. <laughs> also the other thing that I'm I'm not still not going to say the name, but these these all three of these most recent ones that I've noticed have the most generic names you can possibly have. And if I even Click, clicker of things, <laughs> or, or pretty much or Dam- damager of souls, I would play clicker of things. <laughs> Fucker of wallets. Like if I were to say <laughs> if I were to say three random game names that I came up with, and one of them was the real one, you wouldn't be able to tell. Okay. <laughs> They're all basically two words. Clash of gold. Yeah, it's basically like that, except you know. I guess Clash of Titans and Clash of Clans, they're like real games. Idol Kings. <laughs> or for certain definitions of real. And then the other thing that was weird about, or I found... Gemstorm. Yeah. That I found slightly funny about this one is the the little sort of tagline thing that goes on the little, the non-video ad part of the advertisement on the YouTube sidebar. The little tagline that goes under the name of the game is they've just put Game of 2021. <laughs> wow. Not Game of the Year, just Game. A Game of 2021. <laughs> it's a game. That's also, that's, that's real clever. That's doubly funny because I literally hadn't seen adverts of it until 2022 when they started appearing. <laughs> this, is, this is a game. This, this is the follow up to a Game of 2021. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Game of 2021. <laughs> That's brilliant. I don't know if that's actually intentional, like they're trying to like do misleading marketing or whether that's just someone was really dumb. <laughs> that's brilliant. I like that. So yes, okay. that, that is the state of bullshit mobile games advertising on YouTube and somehow still making money apparently. <laughs> so don't worry about Wipeout's bullshit mobile game. Mm. There's plenty more to pick from. I mean, I guess at least this actually does have, you know, the wipeout the, the license. Actual, <laughs> and the actual wipeout crafts are in it, and the actual wipeout tracks are in it. It's nonsense. <laughs> but they have the assets. Mm. But I guess the most interesting thing about it is the fact that they're, they're re-rendering the whole thing in a, like, comic book art style. Right. Like, with, like, Pop up speech bubbles and like the the the, the cars talking to each other. 
as they drive around the track. <laughs> That's so t- <laughs> and like they'll they'll go into a particular tight turn and it will just say wahoo over the car in like comic book text. It's really it's really odd. It's really odd. It's definitely not the tone you would imagine for Wipeout. Wahoo! Like, Wipeout the... has the least emphasis on like who's fucking driving the things yeah any of those like and, and so if you were to imagine to... that the people exist inside wipeout cars you're imagining f1 drivers who yeah are very neutral yeah. they've only ever done that once i think like how involved the pilots and that was wipeout fusion on the ps2 which i've is it was it called fusion sounds like yeah it was, sounds it was, right it was the playstation 2 one anyway and i think they no one they, that one they, anyway. Yeah, it's, it's supposedly the weakest of the bunch. I've never played it, actually. I probably Although should. Wipeout 64 people did like either, but yeah, that's because the frame rate's <laughs> too bad. Yeah. No, yeah, I never played. I probably should play Fusion. Check, go see if I can acquire it. Um, I have to know. Um, 2097 and Wipeout 3, and that's where it's at. And then Pure was good, and then HD was just Pure, but, but on... PS3. Pulse was good too. Yeah. Pure and I mean, they're all pretty good. They're all some level of good, really. <laughs> mm. I don't know if any of them, apart from this one, I could wholeheartedly say that's a bad game. No, but there's definitely weaker entries in the series. Fusion would be one of them. But Fusion's probably sounds like it, yeah. What about merge? Yeah, don't. Don't, don't. just don't, don't. Just don't merge. Stay in your lane. <laughs> Stay in the regular racing lane. <laughs> right. Is it Seg's turn? Oh, you would already begun. <laughs> you mean, started we, with the, the <laughs> what YouTube you've been segment. watching on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's what you've been playing. And I guess this week we don't really have anything particularly new to say about, about Hyrule Warriors. No, I guess we it's don't. Continuing. We, we had a lot of difficult side stuff to do. Yeah. Like, it's getting pretty tough now. <laughs> it's getting to the point where it's just boss fights every mission. <laughs> yeah. We've had to fight the Blights again. Ugh, yeah. Um, did we Did we do all of those or did we only do two? I forget. Because the third one, we thought was a double Blight, but it wasn't actually. It wasn't actually the Blights. Yeah. I think we've done two of the three. Maybe even though there should be four, which is why, why we fought that one. We, did, was a double we did the fiery one and the icy one. And, I and the lightning remember. one is the third one because they're doing it by element, which is, that's why... No, there's... we did do that. We did do that. Yeah, I guess yeah. we did. Because yeah, that's why there's three and that's why we thought that one was a double, but mm. the icon, the, what we thought was the fourth flight wasn't. The icon, was, we couldn't see what it was. Mm. So I guess we're just not going to fight the fourth flight again. <laughs> not yet. It will come up at some point. Well, Maybe. Two days, maybe we'll fight them again in the main story. <laughs> Probably. This game does have a tendency of being like, you've done that before, right? Do it again. And, but now it's electric. <laughs> and there's other stuff. Yeah. Going on. So, yeah. I mean, yes. It's a bit of a um, tricky moment. You know, I think I think we're starting to focus in on what characters we actually want to use for specific tasks. Yeah, because there's so many characters now that it's like you can only really realistically focus on the the few that you are going to use all the time. We've got, we're not grinding everyone up because you might as well just pay, pay to, yep. to level up the character mm. if you want to play as them. And also, we've just unlocked a new tier of weapon upgrades yeah. as well. Yeah, you can, <laughs> Come down. 
<laughs> just when our weapons were maxing out at level 20 and then we've got to the point where it's like oh wait now you can go to level 30 just right. because we allowed you to now they can yeah infuse the weapon with a whole load of materials <laughs> and then it will unlock the cap a, a bit far, a bit further ugh <laughs> I mean it's all good like you know it's all the wolf Keep, just keep going. It's like I quite like this game's approach to well, be like, yeah. "Hey, systems keep coming." Yeah, it's like we're this far into it, and the systems keep coming. And I still think there's more from the accidental spoilers that I've got. Ah, don't yeah, don't say a word. <laughs> I just the it maybe has a slight problem with weirdly being constrained by Breath of the Wild's menus. Because, like, that weapon-crafting combining menu could be way easier to manage if it wasn't having to stay in Breath of Wild's style. Yeah, I mean, there's elements of it that are a bit awkward, yeah, for sure. But it's not... It's I, not think, I think the number one problem with it is it it has as bad a sorting method as Breath of the Wild's inventory sorting <laughs> methods, where you have two sorting methods, where it's, like, most powerful and weird arbitrary mode. Or, or it seems to be, like... And if you don't touch it, it's just order you acquired, right? I don't know if it does that, does it? Yeah, see, I think it is. Oh, order that you acquired by weapon type, though, right? I'm not even sure about that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you're right. Maybe it's just shove it anyway. Who cares? But, like, either of those ordering systems are... Well, I mean, the power one is marginally helpful. But the trouble is that, like, most of the time you don't care about that. You care about what the seals are. <laughs> Yeah, if you could sort it by like seal shape, that, that would could, make things way easier. That would be quite. That would be quite useful. That would yeah. be more awkward when they have multiple seals, but just stack all the ones with multiple seals separately and have all the ones with single seals, which are the trash that you're going to combine anyway. Have those be sortable? Seal power then shape. Yeah, exactly. Because we're getting the pluses and the plus pluses, the plus pluses, and the occasional like special Yellow ones. One. Yeah. Goddamn! It continues to entertain. <laughs> yep. We've still got many more hours to put in on top of the 60 that we already have. That's quite a large number now. Speaking of playing games for 60 hours... Right. I did two whole run-throughs of Dyson Sphere program. Oh, God, really? In in the last two weeks? Um, (laughs) I guess, maybe? Or was that the first half of the... Because I talked about it last time, I was talking about the restrictions, right? The, the cha- yeah, and the, and the bug to the grids. Yeah, I guess I must have just started that run before the start of the last podcast, so maybe like a day or two before. But still, Jesus. Well, but then that, that was the thing. So I did the I did the run with the restrictions, where it's like no solar sales, no train editing, and and no mining the rare resources. And so I got through that. I was trying to get through that just for those achievements but I was also trying to get through that fast because obviously it's like I just want to get those achievements done and then be done with that mm. so I wasn't bothering to worry about how I was going to continue that save or anything and then so I got through that in like 35 hours to what it calls the end oh it's just 35 hours you know, just, just a working week yeah so I got through that but then then it was like okay but then what about the speedrun achievements <laughs> Because the speedrun achievements are like the slow speedrun is 25 hours and the fast speedrun is 10 hours. <laughs> and there's also like a weird mini speedrun for like leave the planet in under an hour, hmm. which is probably better to do that separately as well. So I started in another run where I was just like, well, I'm not going to try and speedrun, but I'm going to 
play for it without having these restrictions just to see if it see if it if I'm trying to be relatively fast, how fast can I be? And then if I wanted to try and get the speedrun achievements, how much planning would I actually have to do to make that happen? Mm. So I got through this second, like, unrestricted, normal gameplay run, and that was, like, 10 hours faster. So I got through it in, like, 28 hours, but that's still two hours too slow for the slowest speedrun. Jeez. <laughs> so I think... Two hours. You missed them up by two hours. That's... I mean, it's not often do you hear, like, time challenges be that far out. Well, I mean, as I said, I wasn't, like, super trying. I, like, I probably easily could have made 25 if I had been actually trying a bit harder. I guess it's just there was a, definitely a lot of idle time. It's just a notion of the absurdity of this game in some ways. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, and that's without even going to, like, the scale achievements. The large-scale large achievements are even more ridiculous, where it's just, like, make fucking... 40,000 of this item per minute and like my speed run base at the end was making about 8,000 so I'd have to even scale up this whole base that I've just built to like four times the size to get that achievement Jeez, and that's one of the small scale scale achievements because the uh. large one is like upload a million units of data per minute I think and I think that's like 20 times as big as what my base was doing oh my gosh <laughs> But that's kind of that. That side is kind of the point of this game, though, right? It's just making me anxious because it's all about making like like you want to make the dice sphere, you want to make everything huge. It's all about scaling up because that's what factory games are about. In the end, is making blueprints and then just copying them and, and scaling everything up a lot. <laughs> factory games—they're all about copy and paste. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> which is why, which is why, when I was thinking about the speed runs for this, I was like, well, I'm going to need to pre-make blueprints. So that I can basically just be like, just drop them in and have the ro- have the have them get filled out. Mm-hmm. But that's turning you know, it into an idle game. Well, kind of. <laughs> the trouble is that like in Factorio, if you are dropping blueprints like that, by the time that you have the robots to be able to do that, because you still have to progress some way into Factorio to get those. Mm-hmm. That's those robots are scalable themselves. So you could just dump more robots into the system and then build larger blueprints faster. Whereas in Dyson Sphere, you're placing down a blueprint, but it's your personal robots that fly out of you. And those are upgradable through the tech tree, but they're very limited upgrades. You can't just have as many as you can make. Right. <laughs> like Factorio. So even with blueprints, you still have to like, there is some amount of prioritization, I guess. So that'd be another element of planning to be like, and then again, the other problem of going, you'd have to be going up the tech tree, so you're probably going to need specific blueprints for early game tech versions of things and then different blueprints that you're going to redeploy later on. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, I, like, I'm not sure I'm going to bother trying for those speedrun achievements. I think that, the 25-hour one might a... happen at some point, but I mean, not the 10-hour one, probably. I mean, that... I mean, I know I don't really enjoy these sorts of games, but that sounds even within the context of your enjoyment of these games, that doesn't sound like that that much fun. Well, the thing is, like, I was trying to think about the Factorio speedrun achievements because I got those like a long time ago, and the actual progression of Factorio has changed quite a lot since I did them. And the the Factorio speed fast speedrun achievement is like eight hours which I did in one sitting, actually, on that day. Hmm. I, I, even know exa- wow. I even know exactly what day that was, because that was the day No Man's Sky came out, and I went immediately from end of my factory speedrun into No Man's Sky. 
What a day. Yeah, well, it was a weird day. <laughs> but yeah, the Factorio speedrun, when I did it, it was still at the point where you had to kill enemies because they dropped a specific alien artifact and then you used that to do certain bits of the research in the tech tree. Mm. So you had to have the aliens on and you had to be able to kill a certain amount of them at a certain point in the game. Whereas in modern Factorio's tech tree, they basically separated the military tech out and got rid of the idea of the enemies dropping anything. So you, oh, okay. you wouldn't even have to make military science packs and you wouldn't even have to have the enemies turned on hmm. to finish the game now. So I don't know whether that speedrun is actually easier now than when I did it or not, or whether right, other yeah. things that have changed in the meantime have made it different. That's, what I said. That's probably before Factorio version 1 as well, isn't it? Like, well, yeah, because yeah. it didn't actually come out that long ago. Hmm. <laughs> I think I did it on, like, point twelve or point thirteen. It was probably after point twelve because... Point twelve was when I moved to Steam, and then the achievements were on Steam, obviously. <laughs> so it must have been after point twelve. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know those those kind of when you've got these speed runs for these kind of games that are just like they are eight or ten hours. I mean the the actual real speedrunner speed run of Factorio is like two hours, I think. <laughs> wow, that's quite absurd. Yeah, but that is very much like. I, I, it's not quite blueprints because again in fact where you have to get a certain amount into the tech tree before blueprints are really useful mm. they're more like memorized blueprints i guess like you're you're building a thing manually but you already know the exact layout and then very specific world generation where basically you start the game and you spawn immediately on a giant field of ore <laughs> so you, don't, oh, right. you don't even have to move to start mining or anything okay so they've, they've got a seed for yeah. that like and like basically all the ore fields intersecting right next to where you spawn, so you can just like reach over and grab all the okay. different kinds, okay. that kind of thing, and all super rich, so they never run out. But yeah, those kind of speed runs are pretty ridiculously specific. But that's the that's another element where you you won't be able to do that in Dysphere program because of the way it spawns you in a specifically designed solar system. I mean, it's still randomized, but it's like you're always going to land on a watery earth-like planet orbiting a gas giant and there's and on that planet there's not ever going to be any silicon and titanium those are going to be on the other planets in this solar system so there's always going to be a certain amount of you'll have to get to those parts of the tech tree as fast as possible in a like low-tech way or whatever right so yeah you probably would have to find a very specific seed in dyson sphere program to make that as optimal as possible and but even then, it sounds like the game's generation restrictions will make that hard. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're never going to be fighting as, like, the ultimate seeds like you could in Factorio, yeah. where you just be able to do everything immediately. There'll still be some distance away from you. And, and also, finding seeds in Dyson Sphere Program is, because of that system, a pain in the ass, because you have to progress so far into the tech tree to be able to even see what's in your solar system right, to you find out whether it's a good seed or you not. You don't even know if it's good, right. <laughs> I mean, you could probably just like go on a Reddit thread or something and just be like, what are the good speedrun scenes for Dyson Sphere Program? I'm sure someone will tell you. Because yeah. <laughs> by now, someone will have already done that work. It's a bit weird because like when I, I was, when you say you wanted to look at a seed in Oxygen Not Included, because there's randomly generated worlds in that, someone made a uh, basically a script that just... It's, it's sort of a mod, I suppose, but it like 
no UI runs the game in the background and just generates worlds and then outputs that as a file as data and then um, they uploaded that to a website so you can just browse, browse the seed it. list that's kind of cool <laughs> and you can even search that list as well they've made it a searchable database so you can just be like I want this type these types of geezers and these type of other planets or whatever and then just search it I'm not sure that I can get a diamond geezer yeah well can you get a great diamond geezer I don't know <laughs> you can get diamonds I don't think you can get them out of a geezer missed opportunity <laughs> mod that in <laughs> definitely should but yeah that's a very I don't, I'm not sure whether that I'm not sure whether they ever updated that for the DLC though which is kind of unfortunate it's great for the base game mm. but it did re, it did kind of rely on even though it was a more automated system, it did rely on basically people willingly downloading that mod and then just running it in the background for a sure. while to generate the data to upload to the website. Yeah, and, then, and then uploading it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, seeds in games. Always very awkward. Seeds. Find those Minecraft seeds. <laughs> you just see those weird videos of like finding, the, finding Minecraft seeds based on pure, just on an image. Oh, right. I see what they'd look at a bit of the... Yeah, I think you've talked to me about this before. They'd just look at a bit of world and go, oh, I wonder what they use. Yeah, it's like the like there was some... I think the last one they did was like the icon for the default Minecraft skin in, in the skin selector in Minecraft. It's just like a little tiny screenshot of like a part of a world. And so they took this like... 400 by 400 pixel screenshot and then like reverse engineered to get the seed out of it. Wow. <laughs> which was pretty insane. Oh, it's quite insane. Because <laughs> you'd probably... I mean, maybe it doesn't happen, but like, I wonder if you like looked at one part of a landscape in Minecraft and then were like, uh, like, okay, there's actually like 40 billion seeds that this specific bit of... Landscape, but it's still because of random. Like, like, it actually probably could have been like that and the world around it is wrong. Well, I think... Yeah, or I not, think or not what or not the same. I think that's sort of what happens because in Minecraft there are certain the way they can even get to that point of being able to work it out from screenshots in Minecraft is that like there are certain things that are like north south aligned so you can work out which direction the screenshot is and then from that you can determine like where on the grid the like random generation is is like offset or whatever. Hmm. So the, the, there are certain elements that like will give you part of the random generation and then you do just at a certain point have to do some brute forcing of just like generating stuff and seeing if this one specific tile is what you expect it to be and then like filtering out results based on that basically madness and of course you have to know which version of the game that seed was generated in yeah or just guess <laughs> as the alternative yeah of course because i guess that i guess that must change relatively frequently yeah I mean, we're still talking the Java build here yeah. as well, right? Yeah. But, you know, I'm sure every time they add a new block into the code, that probably changes the random generation on some level. I bet. Even if it doesn't even generate in the world. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it probably changes the dice roll, I guess, like, or, or the not not the dice roll, but you know what I mean, the selector. Yeah. The the. So that was that. And then I also played a tiny bit more Pokemon. I still haven't really progressed. I'm, like, I'm at the Elite Four now, so I'm basically okay. done. <laughs> Almost, apart from there's a little bit of post-game stuff that I do want to see. But I got all the way to the to the entrance to the Elite Four, and then I was like, 
okay, I could probably probably steamroll this with my super overleveled starter Pokemon, but maybe I should actually also have an actual team. <laughs> <laughs> Just maybe in case, I should, maybe. maybe. I do this properly. Yeah. So then I was then I was like, okay, now it's grind mode. Turn off the battle animations. Right. Just time for leveling. You've done with team bad guy. All oh, right. Oh yeah, team bad guy happens before you even get to the eighth gym. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, and then I also was like, as soon as I started grinding, I was like, how can I make this faster? <laughs> Apart from turning off the battle animations, which was point number one, you play it on an emulator with a speed with a speed up, yeah. yeah. But then I then I remembered that uh, there's a specific item you can get where if the if you like the experience share shares experience between Pokemon, there's another item you can get a Pokemon to hold that gives like fifty percent extra XP on the Pokemon that's fighting. So you can like have that one gain fifty percent of half the XP that's getting XP shared, I guess. But but the trouble with that item is that that's an item that is only you can only get by stealing it from a wild Pokemon that happens to be holding it, and that wild Pokemon has a five percent spawn chance, and the item has a five percent spawn chance. Oh yipe! So I was just like, well, I guess this. Luckily, where it spawns is good enough experience that I can still do the grinding while I'm looking for this right, item. Grind there and hope you get it. Yeah. Because I remember, as soon as I saw that item, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember! I actually got that item in this game before when I was doing this in the exact same place because it's right next to the Pokemon breeding center, <laughs> so you can grind for easy XP and get the item that gives you more XP right there." Hmm. Yeah, but a one in well, I guess must be like one in four hundred chance. That's pretty low. Yeah. But those kind of that's another one of those weird things in Pokemon where it's just like the the, the unnecessarily hidden information that some Pokemon sometimes has. Where it's like you would never even know that these right. Pokemon hold items unless. Mm. Well, I mean, your Pokemon could hold items, so maybe you could infer that wild Pokemon would hold items. I mean, because you can't physically see because you can't see them, and there's no like UI icon for it. Mm. The only way you can tell is if your Pokemon has the ability Frisk, when it enters battle, it will tell you what the enemy item it's holding is. Oh, I see. <laughs> so there is that. So you can Frisk them for it. Yeah, and then you can use the Thief ability to actually steal it from them, providing you're not holding an item. Oh, right, so Frisk isn't, doesn't actually just give you... Like, it's not the, it's not no, the it just tells you what it is. What weird. Oh, okay. So is that, is that an ability you can call in a fight as well, then? Like, no, it's, it's, use, a, it's is, an ability... Is, is it's an ability ability, which means it's like an inherent thing on the Pokemon, not a move. Oh, Pokemon have passives. Yeah, basically. I, I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah, and you know that's a very marginally useful one, except for this one specific purpose. Like, it's occasionally you might see it in some competitive build where it's like you need to know what the enemy is holding before you do a thing, because mm. hold items in competitive are quite important. <laughs> huh. I did not know that. So why, why would a Pokemon hold an item? Like, what is it? What benefit does it give you? In that game? Is it like they automatically use it? Like, or, yeah. or does it affect the timing of when they can use it as opposed to your items? Well, yeah, because basically you have you have sort of passive hold items that are like the experience share, basically, where it's just like they will do things passively on sometimes in the meta layer of the actual overarching game but sometimes like per turn in battle mm. like you can get ones that like give you a tiny amount of healing every turn or give you a tiny amount of healing every time you hit or like okay. stuff like that mm. 
And then there's other ones on that on a similar vein where it's just like it gives you basically stat buffs where it's just like you can hold a thing that gives all your fighting moves 20% more damage. But then there's the items that you can hold but that are also consumable, which are usually like berries, where you could be like you can have a berry where if the Pokemon's health goes below half, they eat the berry and regain some health. Okay, yeah. So it's like an automatic potion, auto, basically. Yeah. And then there's all, all, the, all the different variations of berries where it's just like, if you get hit by a move that would be super effective, you eat the berry and it reduces the damage. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. So I, is, I didn't know that Lyra was a thing. holding a leak or... Yeah, you can actually get the leak as an item you can steal from a Farfetch, and then if you give that <laughs> item to a Farfetch, it improves its attack stats. Oh my god, what does a Farfetch nice. do if you steal its leak? Uh, yeah, I don't know. You think that would be? <laughs> you think they'd have a hundred percent chance of spawning with that item as well, but they don't. <laughs> I feel, I feel, uh, is, it, is it like some kind of like animal cruelty to like take the leak away from a Farfetch? Probably. Because <laughs> what is it then? Is it just a fetch? Like, <laughs> <laughs> or just a far, or just a far, because it hasn't fetched anything yet. <laughs> Sad times. Used to do a far frisk. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> they just immediately die. Like they walk off and they're like, well, that, ah! yeah, maybe. Or they just evolve into a completely different Pokemon because they don't have the leak any longer, so they can't be a far frisk. Or do they, they devolve? <laughs> They turn into like a weed or something. <laughs> they go backwards somehow. But like the, the item that I was trying to steal, the XP item, is basically the egg from a Chansey, like the egg that they hold. <laughs> right. Oh. Chance. But the weird thing about that is they, that that the one that gives you the XP buff is called a lucky egg, and it's five percent chance to spawn. But then 50% chance to spawn on a Chansey is an oval stone, which is sort of what the Pokedex implies that that egg is. It's like it's not actually an egg, it's just an oval-shaped stone that they hold. (laughs) But every now and then one is an egg. Yeah, but every now and then one is actually an egg. Except not an actual egg. Which is then... Because for for some reason the Pokemon world doesn't believe that Pokemon actually lay eggs, even though they clearly do. (laughs) Even though the daycare centre will give you eggs every time you put two Pokemon of different gender in there. (laughs) But no one ever sees it happen. That's the key. Right. That's the the law of Pokemon, is that you put two differently gendered Pokemon in the breeding, in the daycare centre, and eggs appear, but no one ever sees what actually happens. No no one sees a Pokemon shagging. (laughs) Or laying an egg. (laughs) Okay. Do they have the equivalent of a romance... Romance? Romance Romance dance. dance. Probably. But no no one ever knows. I don't know if they ever got if they ever changed that logic in any of the later games. Like uh, up to X and Y, that was still the case. <laughs> that was the last game that I played. Huh. It's just like you, it's it's another one of those weird like Pokemon is for kids things where it's yeah, like yeah, obviously yeah. you can't just say they're shagging, <laughs> I mean, but come up with a slightly different explanation or something rather than no one looks <laughs> at I mean, any point in the process. That is one of the um, I guess one of the funnier parts I've come across in Immortals so far was the uh how they had to gloss over how aphrodite was actually born right and um or any of the gods in greek mythology pretty much yeah they do they do, they, they do some they do some interesting glossing over bits and there's one the, the, this one in particular they call out and do one of those like you only you don't hear all of the conversation right. and you just have have zeus going oh 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 that's disgusting <laughs> That was pretty funny. I enjoyed that bit. <laughs> That's all I've been doing. Oh, well, apart from yeah. a tiny bit of Rocket League and Derg. 
Because oh, yeah. of season passes, I guess. I mean, I'm way done with the Rocket League one, so I was just playing that because I play Rocket League. I mean, I got, I got to 70 on League, so <laughs> yeah, I've only got 40 more levels to go. <sighs> In a quarter of the time remaining, I guess, because they haven't quite unlocked the fourth tier. No, of the, the fourth, the fourth tier isn't open yet. But... And then Derg, you know, their, their season passes are just so slow, and I was just like, it's like Halo, but worse. <laughs> <laughs> I might actually finish the Halo one in time. I need to stop playing Halo and play more Rocket League. And Derg. And then Derg, yeah. We need to level up. I mean, promote again for the second time. <laughs> yeah. Which means we have to do a whole other assignment before we can get back to all the other assignments we still need to do with Rob. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. And you didn't. You missed out on Chinese New Year. A whole other five-mission assignment to get a hat and some loot. I'll find it. I'll give me the hat for free in a year's time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> When, the, when you have to earn the next one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Promote, is that like prestige? Or yeah, whatever? that is basically prestige. Kind of, yeah. You go up to level 25 and then you just reset. Mm. <laughs> Except there's no, there's no like actual purpose to it in Derg. I mean, it unlocked it. I mean, it was important the first, the first the, time. Yeah, the yeah. first time is important, but every other subsequent time is completely pointless. <laughs> <laughs> no bonuses or anything. You don't even get a reward. In fact, <laughs> I think you always have to pay for it. <laughs> So dumb, why would you do that? <laughs> but the number goes up, and there you go. That's oh, what matters. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, I, I didn't talk about it, but I played a lot of Halo this the last couple of weeks. <laughs> I've been quite a bit of Halo. My opinions haven't changed. Okay, good. <laughs> no. Because, in fairness, apparently that's kind of one of Halo's problems at the moment. The community's like... What next? <laughs> yeah, come on, guys! Come on, guys! We need something. What else is happening? It's been it's been a while, and I'm like, well, they said the season was going to last until May. I doubt anything that interesting is going to happen until then. That seems like quite a long time. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder if this thing was real. As I say, it was pretty hot when it launched, but like it launched early. So. Mm, yeah. Not that early. Not, not that like a whole six month wait would be no, any shorter. No. Yeah. So that's 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 kind of Halo's thing at the moment is like people are like hurry it up with some some fixes and some changes, please. Hmm. Or just more levels. That would be nice. Yeah. I think I think it's a little bit lacking in levels. I mean, they'll support it in the long run, but can they keep the player base in the short run? Absolutely, you've got to hold. You've got to hold your momentum. Is the problem, and at the yeah. moment, I, I think it, they're losing it. Um, but hey, it's still a hell of a good game. Yeah. Although I might have to start limiting how much I play it with with Kiffers. <laughs> he gets so very angry. Oh, the anger. Time to mellow. I'd probably make a real entertaining stream if he streamed it. <laughs> Maybe. It depends, because Kipper's anger can get to a certain point where it's just not very entertaining anymore. Mm. There's a certain level of anger that's entertaining. Uh, he plays better when he's chill anyway. You just, you just got to remind him of that. <laughs> Sorry, Kips. <laughs> right, and with that, I think we've... Uh, uh, time this rather well for a podcast. More or less. Yeah. Not too bad. More or less. Um, yeah, so I guess check out our 
Ocarina of Time Let's Play on our YouTube channel. With some measure of successes. Oh my God, my neighbour made me feel so old the other day because he knows, um, well, um, my neighbour's son is about (laughs) 18-ish. He's, yeah. he's 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 about eighteen ish, and he's um um we got we got talking one time, and as I mentioned, just like yeah, we do videos and stuff like that, and <laughs> and of course, and then I told him what we were playing, TikTok. and I said I said oh we're, pl- we're playing playing Ocarina of Time, and he's like, what is that? <laughs> of course you would know. And I'm like, oh no, and I'm like, you mean like Legend of Zelda? And he's like, no, I don't know what that is. I'm like, what? <laughs> okay, that's maybe slightly more surprising. <laughs> that's, that's he knows what Mario is, right? <laughs> I mean, I guess, but like, yeah, I mean, Mario's like, Mario, Mario's like top tier, isn't it? Like in terms of like video game recognizable, recognizability. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, like, le- I mean, less so. Le- yeah. Link and Zelda, like, yeah, they're not, they're not quite that echelon. They're pretty high, but like there's a, there's an extra yeah, step not. someone needs to take. It's true. But is he not, Is that person even into video games at all? Or oh yeah, I mean they've 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 been playing video games while I've been there, so you know. Right, Minecraft and uh, they were play- Fortnite. They were play- they were playing- Fortnite. Sorry, Fortnite. they were playing Forza last time. I okay. uh, oh, I think on balance Zelda is more famous than Forza. <laughs> would you say even now? Maybe. Yeah, but, the- but it depends what crowd you're in. If you don't touch Nintendo, yeah. you'd never know, I guess. Yeah, and also, yeah. like, does Forza even count as being like a brand that you care about, or is it just like driving games? Just like just cars, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe just like cars. Yeah, you know? Sure. But yeah, Ocarina of Time. There will be more video content next week. Yeah, check it out on our YouTube channel, and uh, if you want. Tell- Salad cast like this podcast, you know where to find it because you found this one, and there'll be another one in two, in two weeks. I think finding more uh, might be easier now. It might be pretty easy. You've probably already subscribed, uh, but you know how to do that. You know, well done, well done, you. You know, yeah, yeah, good work. You got the end. <laughs> okay, and we'll catch you in a couple of weeks for another salad cast. <laughs> Goodbye.